everyone. Today is Thursday, the 18th of June, 2020. This is The Gap, episode 521. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here, and it's it's e- it was supposed to be E3 week, but it's not happening. It's just not happening. It's not on. Uh, but that doesn't mean there isn't stuff happening, I suppose. There's uh, a lot happening. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's no fucking E3. It's weird to think that normally we would be like i don't know the last of us part two was going to release basically e3 week that yeah the week after yeah like the week like yeah but like the 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 review was going to be during the week and like it would be like lost in like the sea of e3 news normally but this year there's no e3 news all anyone's talking about is the last of us part two right well, what did you sort of take from because uh, i guess since we since we've last spoken or since we last podcast we did mm. our, our um last of us two uh spoiler pretty spoiler free review yep um where we, we we talked about it for about an hour and 10 minutes somewhere around then and since then we've sort of got uh we've got an idea what other people think yeah <laughs> we're not alone <laughs> yeah um yeah exactly uh it's uh it's been interesting because uh there i don't know i i remember uh, you know the last i guess the last really big launch for this year or the last big playstation launch rather was death stranding right and i remember going into that one thinking everyone is gonna think one thing and came out the other side and I don't know. We were way fucking off, weren't we? Like, way off. Um, based on, like, you know, way off the prediction of everyone agreeing that it's a turgid piece of shit. Um, yeah, that's not really the case here. Everyone tends to like The Last of Us mm. Part Two. Yeah, I guess, you know, some more than others. Some a lot more than others. Uh, but, um, yeah, in general... Uh, yeah, people, people like it. I mean, people might, <clears throat> people might like it a bit too much. I don't know if it's the, uh, the Schindler's list of video games, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's being received very well. And that is despite the fact that the, you know, the review embargo is unbelievably restrictive. I haven't heard, like, I don't know if, uh, our listeners have gone to the gap page, to read my yep. review, I wrote a review. I put it up on the Gap. Um, I got a little bit cheeky, I guess, and I uh, I redacted. I don't know, maybe twelve hundred of the thirty five hundred words, uh, which took me fucking forever. It was annoying as fuck. Uh, but um, yeah, after like after that, because I you know what the what I was trying to go for with that is the I was trying to replace every single word with a black block Unicode uh, symbol, right? So that you could see, like, I guess I could have just, like, posted a picture of black text or something. But what I want wanted was the effect of knowing that each of these black blocks, black, black block symbols represented a letter in a word so that you could tell just how many fucking words... I wasn't allowed to talk about because I honest to God do think that 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 they went too far with that 
embark. I understand that they want to preserve uh, the surprise, but if like it, it's not the fucking it's not the fucking sixth sense, right? I I just remember that we're still technically under the same embargo uh, because this <laughs> this all this all hit. Uh, the ears of our uh, Patreon subscribers uh, before it technically lifts, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll dodge a little bit, but it's not the sixth sense, right? It's not the sixth sense, and the sixth sense, right? You would be pissed with anyone pointing out that you know Bruce Willis is the guy in the hairpiece the whole time, um, because the like the the film's greatness doesn't hinge on it, but there is a degree of surprise in it. Now, if that was revealed at the fucking halfway point, right, and then you weren't allowed to talk about the rest of the, like, and, you know, common spoiler etiquette was that you weren't allowed to talk about the second half of The Sixth Sense, I think that would be considered unreasonable, right? And I think if, if like, it hinges so desperately on something that happens halfway in, or actually, like, one of the things we can't talk about is fucking, I don't know, two hours in, not even that, one and a half hours into the game, we're not allowed to talk yeah. about a specific moment. Like, yeah, if that's if that's the case, if that's what's happening, I think, it go- I honest to God, I think it goes too far. It is too restrictive. And I think it has impacted how people review the game. You know, like, I, I think dancing artfully around the ability to talk about specific elements of the narrative has resulted in uh, perhaps a less uh, less insight, like, overall. You know, like, it, there could have been... I think it's a game that deserves to be talked about and discussed and broken down and, and uh, deconstructed. And this NDA actually winds up like spoiling that for for the I don't know people best equipped to do that. So I think mm-hmm. you know obviously yeah you want pe- everyone to be able to like every like the public to be able to have those discussions as well. Uh, and I totally get that. Um, I just think yeah, like a lot of people. May have shot their load already. Um, right. Trying to try embargo. That's why I went with. So I wrote. I wrote what I wanted to write, and then I redacted mm. it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think like the effect it has uh, on the review. I think it looks like kick ass. I think it looks fucking great. Um, yeah. yeah, whether or not I don't know whether or not it was the best choice. From a diplomatic sense, uh, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> some people really like that review, Joe. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, the the, uh, what, the actual redacted sections, though. What's what's the plan on removing them? Is that getting removed on Friday? Yeah. So when I I'll just when I wake up tomorrow. Uh, probably while we're watching the EA thing, I'll just replace the text. It's actually super easy. It'll be super easy to replace the text with actual text. It is very fucking difficult to replace text with Unicode, uh, while maintaining because, uh, like just replacing it on mass, 
it wants to it wanted to do all the spaces and stuff and that didn't have the effect that I wanted so I'm like oh, I'm gonna go through and do this word by fucking word uh yeah which was very annoying but yeah right it took me like 45 yeah. minutes um so it's a it's a 96 right now on Metacritic um yeah which is is very high it but is at the same time I think it's it's very deserved like I probably I wouldn't attend it it would have been high would have been like a nine maybe 9.5 i don't even know at this stage i haven't really thought about it but still would have been very high for me uh, and i've i've definitely read a lot of people's opinions um i watched uh, skill ups video which goes for quite an amount of time he, he didn't like the game mm. um but i can understand why like there's a lot of things in there that he articulated very well as to why he didn't like it Yep. That's fine. It's not going to be a game for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a game that is going to be quite divisive, I think. Oh, uh, 100%. Get their hands on it. Yeah. I, 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 there, there are going to be people who fucking hate this movie. There are absolutely going to yeah. be. A uh, game, sorry. Fucking hate this game. But I think the smart ones will be able to recognize what others liked in it. By mm. if they, if they can recognize what it is precisely that they don't like, you know, and the others will no doubt use it uh, as a symbol uh, in their never-ending war on I don't know fucking all that is good in video games. Um, yeah, like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have tended. I probably wouldn't have nined it. I think I hover around an eight point five. I like you know obviously with a lot of a lot of what I redacted uh, is uh, criticism. I think it has a fatal. I think it has two fatal flaws. To be honest, two fatal flaws. And a fatal flaw in this sense, I guess, is just flowery language. I do not think it is the kill fucking note. I just think. That uh yeah, there are critical mistakes uh that stop it from being a masterpiece. You know, like the um I don't know. The these are the uh fucking I can't even think of an analogy. I'm trying I I, I, I went to food and I'm like, no, don't do food. Fucking don't do food. Uh, these are the fucking this is Kyrie Irving and fucking Kevin Love being injured in the finals uh for lebron and uh the rest of the the rest of the you know they got they got a bit of may delivered and obviously they've still got lebron in the in play but they these these two sitting out effectively spoil the chances they have of winning the the finals although you know let's 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 uh, i don't want to fucking belabor the fucking analogy too much so i won't go into who the fuck the Warriors are in this case cyberpunk, but uh, yeah, like these two things. One of them, the the exploration thing, the one way exploration, I think is unforgivable. Honestly, um, like I, I never got over that. Uh, I'm still not over it. Um, I just I cannot understand how it exists in the game. Uh, and the other thing I can't speak about, but uh, I do think is a. Um, in the part of the review that you're allowed to read, uh, that everyone's allowed to read, um, I say that I think there's a director's cut version of this game. And mm -hmm. 
one day I would love to see that director release the fucking Druckmann cut is what I'm saying. Like, I I think there was studio meddling and yeah, uh, I think there's a construction, a constructive version of this game that is, uh, um, yeah, structurally better, but I can't go into any more yeah. details. Um, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Um, until tom- tomorrow? Tomorrow. Or tomorrow we're doing it. Yes. Um, we're going to do a Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast mm. um, where we will take the reins off everything. Um, spoiler tags off everything and we'll talk about it. And then people obviously don't have to listen to it until they finished it. it. Yep. But it'll be there for those people that want to to jump in. Um, we might like and check it out. I'm thinking while it's re- still fresh in our minds as well. Yeah, I'm thinking we record it tomorrow, but maybe don't release it until like next week or some shit. You know. Yeah. Just to just to give people at least a weekend to have a shot to accidentally fucking <laughs> download it and then listen to like ten minutes and be like fuck are they talking they're just jumping straight to the fucking end (laughs) all right yeah anyway anyway um next up is is another playstation game though for them so for sony at least uh it's one month until um ghosts of tsushima probably their last yeah their last biggest playstation 4 game i guess because they did a giant PlayStation 5 reveal. Yes. And um, we we jumped into a chat, myself, you, and uh, Nate Dog, recorded ourselves, our live reactions to what was going on. We didn't really know what we were going to see. No. What was going to happen. Um, two predictions I said last week came true. 100% strike rate on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we might just jump in straight on the PlayStation Five stuff because yeah. it's such big news. It's the, you know, it's a big year for for new consoles, and uh, we already knew what Microsoft was doing mm. for the most part. Uh, we haven't seen much of their first party games yet, um, but we've seen the console and that sort of thing. And PlayStation had, uh, I don't know, I think it was a pretty good presentation. So they kicked things off with something that was kind of unexpected, which was Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, I was extremely confused as to what was going on. There. Extremely confused, yes. Uh, yeah. But they they went for it. Uh, so it's more like Grand Theft Auto Online, I guess, than yeah. than Five. You know, I think they're really pushing the idea of Grand Theft Auto Online. Uh, I think it's it's getting its own separate type of thing, um, like a, a own separate release on on PlayStation Five, I believe. Uh, it's a bold, it's a bold move, I guess. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's I I found it weird because uh, Xbox is touting their smart delivery service, and you know Cyberpunk is in is on board with it, and obviously all the Halo, all the Xbox exclusive games are in it. And basically, what that means is if you buy it on one console you have it on every console or at least for the next two general uh this generation and the next one yeah. meanwhile Xbox consoles. yeah um meanwhile the the grand theft auto 5 business model is to continuously release it on as many platforms as possible and charge full price for it every time and i just find that odd you know i find it weird um because 
Yeah, like at some at some point, right? Surely, uh, especially if Grand Theft Auto Online is the the main money maker, and I believe it is. Surely they could just fucking give people Grand Theft Auto Five on PlayStation Five and still expect to make money out of online, right? Like, couldn't they? Couldn't yeah. they? I mean, they they literally gave that game away for free. Yeah, <laughs> on Epic Game Store. PC. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Weird. Maybe they will. We we still don't know the details, but but you know, behind uh, whether or not they're going to have some sort of backwards compatibility. Um, they didn't really talk about any of that sort of stuff in this presentation. It was it was just a like they were just racing through game gameplay reveals for the whole thing pretty much yeah um a little bit of talking but yeah they kick things off with a new spider-man game which is coming out this year sort of be a launch title window yep. um not sure exactly if it's going to be on the day or if it's going to be you know a little bit later Just on close but yeah yeah my, my guess would be it's going to be a launch title window mm. oh, sorry launch like title launch game. game yeah yeah yeah, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and you are um, going back to New York City. It looks to be a, a like a smaller scale sort of spin-off game. Um, there were some misquotes going around that it was some, a remastered version of Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4, yep. Marvel Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, yep. um, with this being like DLC. Um, that was a misquote. Insomniac came out and said that that's not the case. It is a... It's its own game. It's not a remaster, nothing like that. Um, it will be a smaller scale game. And you can kind of look at what Sony's done in the past with stuff like the Uncharted Lost Legacy series or yeah. game. Um, whereas that being a little bit, you know, like its own sort of thing, but still a lot bigger than a DLC pack. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, bigger than what we consider to be, yeah, DLC. You know, remember back in the day when we had expansions? You know, yeah. couldn't, couldn't Miles Morales just sort of be an expansion, a standalone expansion? Like, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Not a full sequel, not a, I don't know, DLC pack, because those didn't exactly, yeah, exactly exist back in the day. Because you needed the base game, yeah. But there were standalone expansions and stuff. They existed, so, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's a standalone expansion. Because it uses, yeah. it like, it. it's built off the original Marvel Spider-Man, like built off the back of it, but dramatically expands it in a lot of ways by giving us a brand new story and a brand new main character. And I'm guessing a bunch of Miles Morales Spider-Man abilities. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We saw some of them in there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I liked Marvel Spider-Man, um, and I'm excited to play it on the PlayStation Five. Where you can actually move like Spider-Man as opposed to this sluggish, slow horse shit where you don't have enough momentum, which I specifically said was the case, Luke, and you specifically said didn't happen. I distinctly remember it. People can go back in the podcast and we had a big argument about it because you were like, oh, Spider-Man, oh, please, anyway, you want shoot your web into my mouth. And I was like, that's not the case at all. Anyway, he's so mad at how fucking... Corrector was that he quit. Yeah, the, the last thing I got from you was, um, uh, yeah, saying that you wanted enjoyed swinging, like you wanted to play as him. 
that I enjoy swinging and I wanted to play as him. All right. All right. That's I see. exactly what you said. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly it. Thanks. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, I don't know. Let's go back, like, I don't know. Well, my, my entire spiel was on, on the... On the rest of it. Let's just like, you just chop that bit in. It's still recorded. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It can just be a frozen picture of me like getting more and more <laughs> aggravated because you're on like, so listeners, we just had a bit of a technical glitch, but uh, yeah, so basically I was talking about Miles Morales and swinging around as him, which you'll have just listened to, I assume, because Luke will have expertly edited this so that you never know. But uh, if you were to yeah. watch it on YouTube, I assume it would just look like from my perspective, all that happened was I was talking about how Luke was wrong about the swinging in the PlayStation 4 version of uh, Spider-Man. And Luke was just sitting there, like, dead still. And Luke does this sometimes. Like, even when the video is working, Luke will just sit there without moving, like, his into, like the fucking the computer in his brain has gone into sleep mode and he's just, like, fucking waiting and, uh, like, listening and trying not to react. I think that's what... My guess is always that he's trying not to react. So I'm just ramping up my rhetoric to try to get him to react, and then it, nothing happens, and then the call disconnects. I'm like, well, okay, fine. I see what happened there. Uh, he was actually frozen. He wasn't just not moving. Uh, anyway, yep. Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales looks good. Uh, th- the next thing they showed off was Gran Turismo uh, 7, which uh, I presume will not be out until fucking, I don't know, 2028. So, uh, PlayStation 6. Yeah, just before like a, PlayStation like 6 before. launches. So uh, um, I, I don't care one too thing, much. One thing we haven't mentioned is that this this actual live stream was only going at 1080p. Oh, yeah, um, true. 30 FPS due to um, restrictions of people currently working at home, things like that. Yeah. Um, so... We, we weren't able to get the full sort of what they were going for live, but I did go back and watch a bunch of the videos because um, they upload them pretty much straight away uh, at 4K, um, 60 as well, 68 frames per second. So kind of it's kind of hard to watch a, a racing game demo when you when you know you don't have the full sort of what this thing is actually going to look like. So I guess for both of us, it was kind of underwhelming at that stage. But um, yeah, I've always been a fan of the Gran Turismo games. Like I've enjoyed playing them. I just don't know if there's a space for them. Uh, there's obviously a space for those types of games now, but it seems like we've sort of surpassed what they've tried to do with because Forza has sort of done a really good job of that. Yeah, I think I've said it for a while now, but I believe like the the landscape of what we like I, th- I think the landscape has changed and what people want out of a car game has changed and i think gran turismo has ultimately failed to keep up with it because the, you've got to look at like so it, originally gran turismo was you know the sim the sim racing game back before yeah. There were like that was very common, but now sim racing games there are fucking tons of them, and they come in all manner. Like it's a genre in and of itself. There's i racing and project cars, and you know, uh, Seta Corsa and Automobilista, and like all these fucking games that like cover the gamut, everything you could possibly want. You know, i racing for I guess online uh, 
like races against other people and uh, a set of courser if you want a, a couple of very specific tracks and cars um project cars for that console if, if you've only got a console the supply on all those kinds of things uh like provide you with so many opportunities to play sim racing now that and at the same time gran turismo failed to keep up in any uh like real measurable way it's it's not you know iRacing and all, all these other games they've got like they've got fucking lasered tracks and mm. uh like flawless physics models and all this kind of shit and meanwhile uh Gran Turismo still is still refusing to like implement damage models most of the time uh in any meaningful way and uh yeah like it's just it just strikes me as as a game stuck in the past, and so you got to reenact, like reassess what you want from such a game. And it, I think, it comes down a car collection. It's a fucking Pokemon game with cars, basically. Yeah. Except there's no meaningful mechanic for the collection of those cars, hmm. because the like the mechanic is like racing. But because they haven't really done much with their racing model for so long, I I think it just okay. I, I think the Pokemon analogy pretty pretty much fucking works because I'm tired of fucking playing Pokemon as well because it's the same fucking game every time. Like yeah, fuck it. It's Pokemon with cars, uh, and yeah, they refuse to do anything to to better the series. So. I'm not that interested in Gran Turismo 7 until I see them promise to do something more than the bare minimum. Uh, yeah. And, like, they, they literally showed a track that, like, we've seen before. Like, we've seen this track in every other Gran Turismo game. Yeah. Like, show us. I don't know if that was because they wanted to be like, hey, you know this track. Um, here's what it looks like now, I guess. But even then... It's really hard to sort of get a gauge of, you know, if they did some sort of comparison or something like that, or even show us something different we haven't seen before. It's just kind of weird. Because um, obviously they're doing things with ray tracing. Um, you could obviously see bits of pieces of that coming up with like reflections on the floor and reflections off the car. Yeah. Um, but you don't really get a good sense of it, especially on a 1080 um you know stream for the most for most people so i i think it's going to be hard to sort of judge a game like that until you get your hands on it and be like all right what have they sort of done to bring it up to date and have they done anything at all or is it kind of just a prettier version of the last couple of games we've played that and yeah like i think i think that's a good point except for me they have to prove like my default position is that it's the same it's grand turismo 2 but prettier yeah. because Gran Turismo 3 was that and 4 and 5 and 6. Yeah. They were all just Gran Turismo 2, but prettier. And like, yeah, I think there's nothing in that video that proved otherwise. Yeah. Okay. It uh, looks like Discord's having some weird issues. So we've gone to, I guess, uh, audio recording for the moment, but hopefully nobody at home notices any problems. Um, so anyway, I think we, you yeah, wrapped up Gran Turismo quite well there. Um, so, so, 
going forward, we had uh, I, I, we won't go through all the games, but I guess stuff that kind of stood out. To the us. good ones, the the stuff that I really want to talk about, like Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet actually and looks fucking Clank. awesome. My goodness, what a surprise! Uh, Insomniac came out with with two games. Uh, like I, the, what's weird is that like usually Ratchet and Clank games are just fucking garbage, right. despite what any person called Dangers would have you believe. They're just fucking terrible. Yeah, like they just. They're just really bad games. Like, universally disliked, I think, is the term for them. Universally hated. Right. No, uh, you know, obviously people generally like the, the Ratchet and Clank games. But uh, uh, this one actually, like, I'm, like, very interested in playing it. It's got, a, like, a lot of what look like very interesting mechanics. Mm. The, the shifting thing looks like it could, like, lead to a lot of... Um, I guess very interesting gameplay, uh, and you know, I guess ultimately I'm not a sh- the biggest fan of uh, the um, shooting model in these games sure. all the time. But uh, yeah, like uh, I, I still I think it looks like a, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's like some, you know, they've always got very creative weapons and. There are some extremely creative weapons in this trailer. So, uh, yeah, it looks fucking rad. But, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. We got a, a yeah. bit of the the ray tracing stuff happening there as well with, with like, uh, reflections on the floors and, and that sort of stuff, shadows. Um, looks really good. But, but also showing off, I guess, the power of what these consoles can do with with the, the rift ability, like, jumping between different environments like not even just in the one level but in between different looking worlds like seamlessly um yeah was a really cool effect so i don't know like if that is going to be stuff we're going to be seeing gameplay wise or that was just sort of like a in-game sort of cinematic thing um there was obviously that pull ability with the rift that that he was doing but it kind of shows you uh like some of the things that this technology is going to be able to do going forward um even just this early on so yeah that was one of the biggest surprising games i saw that i came away going like holy crap this looks amazing (laughs) yeah yep that was yeah surprisingly one of the the best showcases for the like the technology that that i saw like out of the entire presentation yeah um which is pretty cool uh then what else after that we had uh I, i saw uh, like I didn't think much of was it Project Athea. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think they showed enough for me to be terribly interested. Although um, since since that was uh, revealed, um, former game journal and the writer on Rogue One, right? Is he the Gary writer Whittle. on Rogue One? Gary Wood, yeah. Uh, is it's been revealed he's writing Project Athea. Uh, Rogue One is one of my fucking favorite goddamn star wars films in the last fucking i can't even tell you how long at this point um so uh yeah i'm interested in it for that uh but i I don't think they showed enough sure uh gameplay to get me interested from a gameplay perspective yeah um then there was returnal which is the dumbest fucking name for any fucking game uh but it looks rad uh it looks like a really cool time loopy game um, that I'm very interested in checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, very keen to see more of. Yep. 
Uh, and yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It looks, it just looks fucking interesting. Um, what else? Destruction All-Stars. I hate the aesthetic of this game, but I'll probably fucking play it just because I, I love a good Destruction Derby game. Uh, I hate, I just, I just do not like this. It's, it's like the Poochie effect, right? You know, the, you know, Poochie in the Simpsons, you know, he's like the fucking, he's in your face and like super cool. And, you know, the original dog from hell, Cerberus, uh, like, I just hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I do not understand why they keep going back to this world. I think in our live stream video, we were wondering out loud if it was that rollerblading game from Ubisoft. Yeah. Because, like, it just looks like that game. It could, like, they... I don't understand why we went to wind up with so many games that just look identical mm. in the same, like, out out there and wacky but dull way. Like, it's, it's weird. It could be... Yeah, it could be... That role-winning game, whatever the fuck it's called, it could be uh, that time-shifting shooter. Uh, yeah, it could be... What was that fucking... What was that fucking Xbox melee game team-based hero shooter that came out and Bleeding died Edge, immediately? The, the recent one. Bleeding Edge. Yeah, it could be Bleeding Edge. Like, it could be any of these games. They all look the fucking same to me. They all, they're all just the fucking same... Shit, I do not understand why we keep like they keep doing this. Sure, it's weird to me. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested in that. In spite of its its aesthetic, uh, and I don't even know if I'll be able to stomach it once it actually releases. Yep. But yeah, um, what else? Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, uh, like it looks good, and uh, I'll, I'll play an odd world game. Uh, I love them for for the puzzle elements. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know how. Uh, like it's it's not one of those ones where I'm fucking hanging out for. Sure, uh, I just thought it looked cool. Yeah. You know? Um, what else was there? Uh, Ghostwire, Tokyo. Yeah, this is not the game right. I thought it was. <laughs> this looks very not different to the stuff we see. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, uh, yeah, it's something must have happened. Uh, so, like behind the scenes, I think there'll be yeah, so, something very interesting. I don't know, but uh, I love the I love the horror aesthetic. I love the fucking idea of uh, you know Japanese horror uh, tropes. Uh, I think I was talking about like well, there, there's definitely an anime right like by the one one punch man dude I wish I don't, I don't know if someone fucking mentioned what it was but uh I, like I didn't watch the YouTube I probably should should have had a squiz but uh yeah like I just can't remember what it's fucking called it's got like this dude and he's super powerful and like fuck I, I'm so good at this shit god damn I just can't remember. I, I got no idea. I got fucking no idea. Uh, I don't suppose you would have any idea. No. Right? No. No? Okay. Very helpful as always. Um, But yeah, like it, it, I'm getting that aesthetic from it. You know, like the, 
the your fighting Japanese monsters, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Well, anyway, well, you remember the, it looks um, cool. the, the lady that first came out to reveal that uh, a couple of years back. Um, she she's gone now. So yeah, I, I wonder if yes. that was something to do with it. That's got something to do with it. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, it just seemed like it just did not seem like the the stuff we'd seen before does not really resonate with what the gameplay elements were seeing now. Just like this weird, um, like I don't know, like memes, like internet horror memes, or, or like film inspirations with like Slender Man and things like that, and just like weird ghost people. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely intrigued, but. It's not what I thought it was going to be, so it's a, yeah, it's a strange one. That. Um, what else was there? Did any? I mean, they showed off NBA Two K Twenty One with Zion Williamson, but that's kind of hard to tell. It obviously looks good, but there's no basketball gameplay really. It was just, it was just him dunking the ball, <laughs> um, and a lot of sweat. Yeah. He was very sweaty. He's a sweaty man. We, we know that. The PlayStation Five can do sweat very well, I guess. Yeah, that's that's basically all we got out of that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. What else was there? There was. Uh, um. I'm just looking through this list. Uh, Bug Snacks was a game that a lot of people were sort of interested in. That was an Octodad um, development team sort of follow up. Um, I think you liked Octodad, right? Oh, I talked to that. Yeah, I didn't think much of Bug Snacks, but I guess it will. You know, I got to wait and see the gameplay because Octo, the strength Octodad. I thought, I think the hook for Octodad was the goofy fucking premise, and the strength of Octodad was that they actually turned it into some great gameplay. Um, and I didn't see anything in, in that trailer that told me that it, you know that it was promising. Yeah, I still don't know what the game. Great is. gameplay. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, like I, I will definitely give it a chance. Uh, I just haven't seen enough. Yeah. It's, it seems yet. like you eat creatures and you gain their, like, I don't know, their, your body parts turn into like whatever they were type thing. Like you absorb elements from them. Um, but like what yeah. sort of gameplay that entails, I couldn't really, couldn't really tell. Um, mm. but anyway, Pete, definitely yeah. piqued a lot of people's interests. Um, yes, Smart Hitman stuff. Three. Which one? Hitman Three. Yeah, Hitman Three. Cool. Uh, it looks fucking rad. Uh, going to the, you know, uh, Dubai. Um, I'm excited. You know, uh, after I, I still remember how skeptical I was about Hitman because of its fucking episodic launch. Yeah. Like, uh, and then when it finally all. Like it had finished dribbling out bits of content and it launched as a full thing. I bought it and fucking loved it. Bought Hitman 2 day one, loved it. Like, I'm in. I'm in for Hitman 3, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. They've been really good games. Um, and it'll be interesting to see yeah. what they do with the platform. I haven't really looked into it much if they're going to sort of bring all that old content across with them and, and sort of be like, hey, this is the service now, like that you run your Hitman content from. Um, so I guess we'll mm. find out more about that later. Um, True. Deathloop was Arcane's Death. new game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this has sort of been announced before. 
they, I guess, expanded on a little bit. Uh, it looks like, I guess, Dishonored movements yeah. uh, with a bit of a Bioshock slash We Happy Few aesthetic. Yep. Uh, and they did the, you know, the B-movie style, um, uh, what do they call it? Grindhouse? Mm-hmm. Grindhouse? Um, Grindhouse theatre style of, like, trailer for this. And uh, I'm about it. I don't know. It looks fucking rad to me. Uh, I'm in. I was a little bit sceptical because uh, it seemed like you only played as one character and I was very sure that you played as both and then right at the end they showed you playing as the the other character i'm like oh okay cool yeah i'm in i'm in so it seems like a like a combat uh, puzzle game right where maybe you are like a one hit sort of death type situation you got to figure your way through from one end of the the level to the other without getting hit that's kind of what i took away yeah yep yeah so yep um, that's but yeah, absolutely looks like an arcane game. Like they, there was like a blink ability. It looked exactly like Blink from Dishonored. Um, very yep. similar sort of art, art aesthetic. So yeah, interested to see what that that uh, that plays like. And what else do they have? I guess Resident Evil Eight or Resident Evil Village. Um, yeah, this looks sick. Like I, I love how they're going this entirely different feel and aesthetic of the game. Like it doesn't look like it's. I mean, it might have stuff to do with weird zombies and shit, but there's like werewolves and stuff and witches and crazy things like that. I was getting a bit of a Resi 4 vibe from it, yeah, okay. if I'm being honest. Uh, like, I don't know why, but uh, I guess because a lot of that is, takes place in a crazy village, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to play it. Uh, I I think I burned out on seven before i finished it but yeah i keep meaning to go back seven was really freaking good um i just didn't like the end (laughs) i think uh yeah nate was uh very much with me on that one um or i was with it all the way and it sounds like this one's going to be a bit more um open in terms of exploration and a bit more combat focus so i guess we'll see what that's like but yeah i just i just love the idea of sort of changing things up a little bit like having these different uh stories they want to tell um yeah so that that seems kind of cool um was there anything Mm -hmm. else that sort of stood out in anything in the indie side there was a bunch of indie games demons souls i've never heard of that what is that is that an indie game it's um yeah little little game from uh this from software Hmm. um but this appears to be being made by Blue Point Games, yes, uh, or like Sony Japan or whatever. Yeah, I think. But it's it's a remake uh, of yeah, Demon Souls. Yeah, and uh, I'm interested. I guess uh, I'll I'll play it. Um, yeah. Did you ever play? Bring the it on. No, I never played the original, um, and I always meant to. But uh, the like it was very up in the air. It's like because you know the the online system for it was very up in the air. It's difficult to get a copy of it. I think I do have a copy r- around somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but I, I never played it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I got well into Dark Souls, but I got well into Dark Souls a little bit late. 
um, like near the time that Dark Souls 2 came out. And then that's when I got into it. Dark yeah. Souls 2. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard amazing things about Demon's Souls. So, yeah. And if they I'm can keen. remake that game, uh, improve the combat, bring the quality of life stuff, um, up to scratch and that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely keen to check that out. So, I uh, still don't know what From Software is working on themselves. <laughs> like this George R. R. Martin game. Yeah. Um, there, there was some yep. inklings, rumors we might have heard from from them on that one. But yeah, nothing. Maybe this will. Maybe that'll be like a Microsoft reveal event. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait. To um, see. I guess so. Yeah. A- anything else there that sort of piqued your interest? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West? Yes, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Uh, It looks like they're dramatically expanding the the game, uh, going underwater and, you know, uh, more biomes to explore and, uh, yeah, yeah, like more more robo-dinosaurs or dinobots. Dino Rhino, I don't know what it is. Underwater dinosaurs, um, Dino Rhino. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, saw a lot of San Francisco in that trailer. There was a lot. So it seems like a decent chunk of that game is going to be taking place, at least in that area. You saw San Francisco in that trailer? Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of San Francisco in that trailer. All right. Fucking check out fucking Captain Golden State over here. <laughs> recognize San Fran when it's covered in fucking trees and shit. Yeah. Um Yeah, cool. Um That looks that looks awesome. I I I'm wondering that that's probably going to be a next year game, right? Um if they're showing it at this stage. Like it's not going to be yeah. this year. It's well, yeah, they they didn't say this year, so I assume it's at the very least next year. Yeah. Um next year. Hmm. But that looks that looks cool. Uh, one of our our friends is working. He's a, a lead on that game. He, he worked on the last game as well, but he's he's a lead on that one. So um, I'm excited to see. Very cool. Uh, friend of the podcast has been on here multiple times as well. So it's true. Um, very exciting. Yeah, and uh, very keen to check it out. I'm gonna go back and play it after I'm done with with God of War. Um, uh, Horizon that is. Because uh, I'm, I'm still playing God of War oh, right. at the moment. Um, as my like yeah my game that i'm sort of playing through um so i want to go check that out and i want to check out the dlc because i never got a chance to play that and from what i've heard the dlc is very unforgiving <laughs> like it's not the type of thing we can kind of just jump in and be like oh i just want to kind of kick off like where i started last time and no it's, it's yeah. just like very hardcore um yeah right. so yeah i'm interested to see that but yeah that game looks outstanding did you watch the 4k trailer at all no yeah. but uh i keep I keep meaning to go back and watch 4k trailers it's just there are so many fucking trailers uh there is an insane well there's that and there's still like there's another fucking hundred other fucking trailers coming out for games yeah i don't know if you've you've been watching them but like yeah like the fucking the info never stops so uh yeah yeah it's it's been kind of overwhelming plus i got yeah, work and whatever whatever um but yeah uh, no, so that, that uh, wasn't the only it. thing they showed though they revealed the console we got to see it finally and 
I guess pretty unanimous decision, at least when we were where we were streaming. But I think that thing looks pretty slick. Like I like the look of it. I think yeah. Um, I still need to see it lying down. I think is the only thing for me. The only important thing for me is seeing it lying down because not a single part of my fucking lounge room setup will uh will work if I need to chuck a fucking computer tower next to to fucking TV. It's just not gonna fucking work. Yeah. So I need to see what it looks like lying Have down. Have you seen the photos? Uh, of so that? I can s of it lying down. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I will. I will send you some. Um, right. Right now, because they they did release okay. some. It wasn't in the actual uh, trailer, though. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess this is kind of the best one that I can fly for this. Uh, how do I send it to you? Here we go. Just chuck it in the general. There's this one, but it doesn't really like it's not a front-on view. I guess <laughs> that looks like it's hovering on the left-hand side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the stand that comes with it is going to be, uh, from what I've heard, it, it'll either like sideways or vertical. You can kind of put it so it'll fit either one. So I, I don't know. There might be better pictures out there, but I haven't. Um, can't find them. Yeah, right. Okay. Right at this second, I'm looking quickly. Oh, there's one. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the stand underneath it on this one. I'll send you this this photo. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's pretty weird, but yeah, kind of cool. No, I think I like it standing up. <laughs> um, I think it looks better standing up, certainly. Uh, but uh, literally, from a functionality point of view, it's going to have to fucking lie down for me. So yeah. it, that it is what it is. Anyway. Um, yeah. So. Um, two SKUs as well. They're going to have a, a digital only uh, edition of the PlayStation 5, which means it's probably going to be a little bit cheaper. I wouldn't say a huge amount, but that means they'll be ripping out the 4K uh, Blu-ray player from that. Um, yep. I, I wouldn't think it's a lot. I, I, If I was to guess, I'd say 50, 50 to 100 US, um, somewhere in between there. Not a huge amount, but... You know, at yep. least they're, they're trying to do something to lower the cost of this thing because I think it's going to be expensive. They didn't release any details of the cost, but I, I think it's going to be at least like five. It's going to be in the 500 range, like 599 or something like that. Um, something ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, what about the color? Do, do you want to see it in black? Um, I do yeah i think i do i think i'd prefer it in black uh ultimately i i don't know i just everything else in my fucking lounge is black yeah so you know I, I don't don't dick me about on this shit i still appreciate that they got a designer in to to make it look uh fancy and futuristic like it, i think like i said it looks slick um whereas you look at yep. the xbox series it's x a and you're like it's a, it's a yeah. brick the thing is right like for me personally, like I don't function in a world where I give a fuck too much. Like I don't need, like the most I need is for it to be invisible. <laughs> and not sound like a jet engine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that, that would be good. Um, but like, I like, it's not going to sit 
in pride of place in my uh, lounge room or something. It's going to sit uh, in the in the fucking uh, TV stand. Yeah. And like preferably be mostly hidden away. Like that's the, that's the idea. Yeah. For for me, so it doesn't really matter if the Xbox looks like a, a fridge, mm. or the PlayStation looks like the slickest shit alive. To me, yeah. like I understand there are people who you know want the aesthetic and whatnot, but yeah, it's just not something that matters to me personally. Right. Um. And so from that point of view, this is not like a race where I care about the winner. I like I don't. Uh, I'm more interested in the controllers. Uh, I do. I know they showed off the. PS5 controller, the DualShock 5 or whatever the fuck it's called, but um, I, I think it looks good. Uh, I will fight until the end of fucking time uh, about the idea of the uh, uh, the symmetrical thumbsticks. I will always, mm-hmm. always be team symmetrical thumbsticks. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I don't know. Uh, I think the... That's like... That's it for me. Yeah, I think the design is also like a good talking point for, um, like if somebody comes into your house, and for, for, maybe not for you, but if someone comes into someone's house and sees that thing, it's like, what is that? Like, yeah, that type of thing. Whereas, um, what the X- Xbox Series X kind of looks like that this this square brick thing sort of looks like, yeah. uh, like lo- looks. It could be mistaken. Why for my, is there a controller plugged into your NAS? Yeah, NAS box <laughs> or my my um, my like cable box. It looks kind of similar to that, or it could be like a Google Home device, like th- these sort of yeah. square boxy um, home devices that people are are getting. Uh, like this doesn't. It looks like a, a router, <laughs> I guess, under your TV. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate they've gone all out with the design because it definitely blew my socks off and i was like oh that is not what i thought this thing was going to look like at all i thought it was going to be another like square box thing but yeah looks like they put some thought into it so that's kind of cool um yeah yep. i mean i'm just interested to see like what sort of color combinations they do with it uh if they do any because i think that'd be pretty cool so I, like i don't see that happening with the xbox it just kind of looks like a uh, yeah a box for the most part yeah Anyway, um, no price tag, but uh, I think we're going to have to wait for that one uh, and see who jumps first in terms of pricing stuff. Yep. I'm guessing Microsoft is going to maybe do some pricing in August, you'd think, <laughs> this next reveal event. And then I guess... We'll if it's wait. coming out in November, I think we've got to have fucking... <sighs> yeah, it has. that has to be the latest. Yeah. You know, like I just do not think they can have it any later than that. Yeah, and then it's going to be a case of who, who undercuts who. Like, what happens at that yep. stage? Uh, who's got more, yeah. more money that they're willing to um, take a loss? Because someone's going to take a loss. Yeah, they're probably both going to take a loss. But they're both they're both going to take a loss. Yeah. But in terms of where we're at at launch, I'm more excited for the PlayStation at this stage. Like, I just feel like they've done a better job of showcasing what this thing is. We've seen games for it. Um, it's it's the games for me. Yeah, yeah. the games are what do it to me. But uh, I t- I still think Xbox can come out with you know a shitload of games and blow it out of the fucking park. Like they can they can do something. Yeah, you know, imagine a 
Would would it change your mind if there was a cyberpunk themed Xbox Sex? No. Like a special edition Xbox Sex with cyberpunk theme? Yeah. No. I like. I don't even no. think I'm going to get an Xbox this time around at this stage. All right. That's. Would you? Yeah, I'm getting one. Of course I am. But if you, well, I mean, if you can play those, we can write it off on taxi, fucking lunatic. Like, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna get a, a 30 series graphics card to try to keep this computer going for a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm gonna get a PlayStation Five and an Xbox Six. It's pretty easy. It's gonna cost me fifteen thousand dollars. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll get. I think 30% of it back on tax. So I just, yay. the thing for me is I just look at how much I've used my, my Xbox one compared to my PlayStation four. And it's yep. just a huge, such a massive difference. And that, that's not saying that there haven't been good games out on the Xbox. It's that they've got such a good, um, like cross compatibility setup that I can play those games on my PC if I want to. I don't know. That's, that's a very, um, you know, that's not, everybody's going to be in the same sort of situation, but at least for my experience, like I am more happy playing some of those games on my PC. Other games I'm more than happy to play on my, on my couch on a 4k TV with HDR. Obviously that's a huge selling mm. point. Um, but, uh, like a lot of those games I've played just on my PC, I'm more than happy. So I think I will get yeah. one. I just, I don't know if I'm going to jump out straight away and go be like a day one purchase uh i guess we'll see yeah anyway i, I thought it was a really good presentation I'd, I'd give them like a b a b plus or something like that what they did yeah uh i would have loved the price i would have loved the price and a release date but uh <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i understand why they didn't um yeah anyway um yeah so we've got uh, there were a bunch of other trailers. Was there like, have you watched any other trailers since then? No. <laughs> Nothing. No. Nothing at all. I've sort of, I've, I went through the list of the PC gaming show stuff. Um, yeah. Nothing really jumped out at, out at me. From Mortal that. Shell, I think, was in that one. Okay. Uh, and it looks fucking, it looks pretty slick, like a third party. Dark Souls style game. So I'm very keen to check that out, or at least keep an eye on how it goes yep um uh west of dead is almost out but that was in the that was in that one uh that looks fucking sick uh i think they had vampire the masquerade as well yep bloodlines 2 i haven't watched that yet. and i'm fucking fully erect for that mm. um i can't fucking wait uh i can't recall if there was anything else in particular there's nothing i noted um i, I guess torchlight 3 Yep, which we which is about. on the list, and uh, Gloom Wood, which is also on the list for us to talk about having played Th this um, Panther VR game. Did you see that? That kind of looks interesting. Panther VR? No, I didn't see it. It's a. Uh, was that today in the in the road to VR stuff? Yeah, it must have been. Um, it's on the page you right. sent me, but it's like a, a stealth game, a stealth VR game when you're trading some sort of building i saw it show up on steam i think um might have been steam oh okay looked, looked kind of cool yeah okay well yeah no i uh i didn't see it um yeah if it was out if it was from today then i, I haven't seen it uh because i've been 
I woke up and immediately started doing work. So that's fucking cool. And then straight into the podcast, which has been shitting its pants all fucking morning. So my Thursday's going fucking tops. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, no, I haven't seen anything from today. But I'll, I'll definitely take a look at all the VR games. Um, but yeah, anyway. Shall we talk about games we've actually been playing as opposed to that. just watching trailers? Sure thing. Let's do it. Uh, do we want to start off? Well, why don't we start off with Gloomwood, because I mentioned it last. And, uh, yeah, there's a demo out for it right now, so you can play it. Uh, so if you go to Steam, um, search Gloomwood, it's available. It's, uh, the, I can't remember what the fucking, the, the link for it was like, I think it was Thief with Guns, like www.thiefwithguns will take you to, to the Gloomwood demo, maybe? Let's see if... Uh, see if that works. Yeah, thiefwithguns.com will take you straight to the Steam page to download the the Gloomwood demo, and uh, it's a New Blood interactive game. So it has that sort of old school aesthetic that they always go for. Um, which, if I'm being fucking honest, I don't like. Sure. I don't like the aesthetic. Uh, I think it, like, too often it makes every game look the same. Uh, and, yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't know, love how, how that works out. But the gameplay for this is pretty fucking on point. Uh, it is, you know, the, the pitch thief with guns mm -hmm. uh, absolutely works. Um, you, it's a, it's a stealth em up uh, first person shooter where ideally you won't spend all that much time shooting um and yeah like you spend as much like you try to sneak around you try to like get in behind take out enemies where you can you can move their bodies and create distractions and all that kind of stuff uh and yeah it, you're going through this sort of spooky uh infested like village type area uh where there's like nasties all around and then finding coins finding like extra ammo and alternative like you know there's lots of different ways to infiltrate one area you don't necessarily have to find a key if you can find a window you can smash or a vent you can open and climb through and all that kind of stuff and yeah it's got like this fantastic like the sound uh definitely strongly recommend jacking up the I think it's the ambient sound because the sound of the the city sounds really good. Um, gives it this like great mood. Um, and yeah, hmm. it's just a it's a like it's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish it looked better, but the gameplay is good enough that uh, like it gets me past that that look. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can play the demo right now and check it out. Uh, and yeah, it is very thiefy, okay. like Thief One, Thief Gold, um, style of game. So yeah, awesome. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, so that's www.thiefwithguns.com. And I guess the other one that was in that. Oh, do you want to talk about that a bit later? Torchlight Three. We can talk about that now. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, so Torchlight 3 was at the PC gaming show and they have since gone to uh, early access as well. 
Um, I quite liked the original Torchlight. It was sort of like a game that was brought out when I guess Blizzard weren't really making <laughs> like a Diablo sequel. Uh, one hadn't come yeah. out. And so it was a bunch of, I think it was a bunch of like ex or at least developers that had worked on um, Blizzard titles in the past and sort of started this other studio or at least working at the studio and started making this uh, dungeon-based loot game. Uh, so I had fun with Torchlight. Um, and I think Torchlight 2 as well did some interesting things. It wasn't like super hardcore, but it was, you know, a bit more, uh, it was a lighter game. And I kind of think that's the problem where this series has gone is it, it hasn't really, it doesn't feel like it's evolved in terms of anything uh, like in, it's not that deep. I don't feel like it's definitely deeper than what we saw a couple of weeks ago when we checked out Minecraft Dungeons. Um, but Torchlight 3, it, it introduces things like uh, like a fort you can go back to, like a home base that you can customize um, and it allows you to build uh, things at this fort that um, you can sort of come back to later and, and like you'll be able to plant a tree and then collect that tree for other parts and bits and pieces later on. And uh, you can place certain types of um, buildings and that allows you to unlock uh you know different pieces of equipment and that sort of stuff so i haven't gone too deep in it i haven't played a couple hours but that's kind of seems the only sort of thing that they're doing that's pushing this like franchise forward otherwise it's pretty Mm. similar in terms of the last one you know you've got your your gear your abilities you've got a pet with you um stuff that you can pick up you can chuck on your pet send the pet back to town um you know that sort of thing there's uh, a decent it seems like a decent amount of variety in the enemies, which is cool. Um, but it's just not really doing a lot that's that's feels like a you know a worthy sequel or at least you know anything that's meaningful in this one. Um, it is very it's still early access. There's stuff in there that I do not like at this stage. Um, there's no escapability early on, uh, which makes it extremely difficult because there's been a bunch of times where I've gotten stuck on like just something basically like a boss fighting me and it's just one boss mm. and it'll just pin me up against the wall and I can't move. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm dead here. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't get out. I don't have any, I've got nothing to get out of this corner. I've got one skill, um, which is my, uh, you've got two sort of um, attack abilities, right? You've got your your uh, your main attack and your secondary attack and then you've got your ability bar and at that stage, I'm like level eight or something and I've still only got one ability. It's really, really slow in terms of getting a lot of that stuff. Um, this particular character I'm playing is like a mage. He's got light and dark abilities and I've gone um, a particular down a particular tree where it seems like you can only, you know, once you get to like a certain level, that's when it unlocks the next set of skills. And so I only just got to that point and it's still not even like an escapability move. So um I'm not sure what's going to happen there. I just don't like the way they're sort of addressing abilities. It seems like you get the one ability and you can kind of, you just keep leveling it up as you go, like each level, like chuck an extra skill point in it. It's not like you're level two and now you've got a choice of these other abilities. Um, And then level three is these ones. And then level four is, oh, now you put a point back into, you know, one of the three you've already picked. It's just like level, you know, one through five is putting a point into each of those, that one ability that you've got. And it's just like, oh, it's kind of boring. <laughs> it's not really much going on here. Um, 
at least that's for that particular character that I'm playing. I don't know how the other ones behave. There's like a robot in there um, as well. So yeah, it, it, like it feels I'm having more fun with it than I did with Minecraft Dungeons. Like it's definitely got more depth in terms of that, but it's just kind of disappointing that at this stage, there's just not a lot to it for this month. But you know, hopefully it gets a lot better because I've enjoyed those games in the past. So um yeah torchlight 3 uh you can play it now it's an early access but i would say hold out at this stage um there was a bunch of technical issues when it first launched i was uh not able to travel between levels at one stage um and this wasn't just one instance of playing it was just like the entire day just the servers were just fucked and for whatever reason people couldn't travel between levels at all like you'd go to the next side of the map or the next, you know, the doorway to get you to the next area and it just puts you back into the same area again. Um, apparently they fixed that, but um, I haven't really gone back in there a bunch because I had it crash on me like two times while I was playing. Um, but yeah, that's, like, I guess, what you kind of get playing an early access game. So I, I would suggest it's, people... It's mostly out. negative reviews on Steam at the moment. Yeah. I think that's just people hammered. being like my game's not working type thing like the servers aren't working no like they're talking about it being like a it's mobile game design and it's all designed to like nickel and dime you and uh you like you can't respec without finding hard to find items yeah i haven't seen everything's life bound or some shit but yeah I, i did get a respec thing and i didn't know how to use it i couldn't figure it out so yeah right i I, like i just i literally couldn't figure it out i spent a bit of time um but yeah and there's just weird decisions in like when you die you get an option of of choosing um where you want to respawn it's like three options either back in town at the start of the level or on your body and back in town is like free and then you know at the start of the level is 400 gold and then at, at your body is like 800 gold and at that stage of the game, it wasn't scaling very well, this this system, because I literally only had like 400 gold on me at that point. I was like, well, guess okay. we're spawning back on into town. Um, and then I'd run all the way back and get pinned by this fucking boss again, stuck in a, like, stuck in a <laughs> wall. I'd be like, all right, cool. I guess we're running again. That happened, yeah, a bunch of times. So, Or, or I'd get like swarmed by a bunch of mobs and I just couldn't get out of where they were hitting me from. So I just, you just die um it's got some work definitely has some work but i'm hopeful so yeah we'll see um some other games we've been playing grizz which is a game that came out a while back um it's a platforming puzzle game did you ever check this one out no uh i saw it i saw people talking about it for a little while but i never got it yeah so i um i played it at pax one year um many 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 paxes ago uh it's got a really cool art style to it very um minimalistic and sort of like watercolor based art um and even the animations are really cool you play as this um lady who has i guess she's like missing her voice at this stage like it's very uh minimal in terms of 
sort of what's going on in this story. You kind of got to be paying a lot of attention. Um, and I don't think it's a super long game. I've only played it for like maybe two, two and a half hours at this stage. Um, hmm. And it's but it's very simple in terms of what it's trying to get you to do. It's puzzle, a lot of moving, like left to right, walking upstairs, that sort of thing. Uh, very light puzzle, uh, platforming, jumping. Um, you start getting abilities like a ground pound to break certain parts of the environment. And that's about all I've got in terms of like gameplay stuff because it's it's super light in terms of um, like what it tries to get you to do. It's kind of, I guess it's more about the experience, um, like trying to discover what's going on and watching all the art, uh, the art style sort of evolve around you and things that are going on, exploring these really interesting worlds. Because there are, there are some interesting sort of set pieces that happen, um, which is, you know, it's kind of cool to sit there and watch, but it's not really doing much for me in terms of ch- being a challenging game at this point. So, uh, yeah, but otherwise it's, it's, yeah, right. it's you know, I'm, I'm digging the art style and what it's doing. It's just not really pulling uh, anything out of my brain. It's like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. Just, you know, a lot of holding left or holding right and running from one side of the screen to the other. And that's about you know as hard as it gets for the most part um so yeah that's grizz um and what was the other one i don't have my list oh polybridge 2 still playing that oh yeah Um, still playing that yeah i'm digging that game still it's a lot of fun uh this is the bridge building simulator game and i'm up to like world three i think at this stage um my biggest criticism is still is that i just don't think the pacing of the the puzzles is done very well in terms of making you learn um, like all the different mechanics and the things that it's throwing at you, all the, all the tools that it kind of gives you in order to build bridges and how they interact with each other. Um, I just wish it had a better tutorial system because a lot of it is just a screen with like a tips page and you kind of just read a bunch of text and you'll get to like a level or a puzzle and just have no idea what, what you're doing. At least for me, someone who, who's not a fucking uh, physics major or like structural engineer, just having no clue yep. at all where to even start on a um, like a building my bridge and then spending like 20 minutes just absolutely getting nowhere. And then I'll jump onto YouTube to check out a quick guide or somebody that's completed it and be like, and they'll start building their bridge. I'm like, I all right, that's completely not where I was going. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, but at least like it gives you an idea of, and, and then I'll, you know, I'll finish that that puzzle and I'll get it and then I'll do like the next two or three without any problems. Like I'll figure it out. It, it'll take me, you know, a couple of minutes to work out, but at least I'll have some sort of idea how to do it. And then every once in a while, just fucking throws a curveball at you and you're like, I do not even know. Like this is not working. I just don't know where to start from here. Um yeah. So I wish it was paced out better. It's sort of like it would ramp up, like show you something, get you, give you an idea on how to solve that puzzle and then give you like something that's similar, but a bit, bit of a twist and have you try and figure that out and then like escalate. Whereas this just seems to be like all over the place. Like one puzzle will be just be completely different than the next one. And, um, and then you go and look up how people have figured that out. And you're like, I would not have even... I could have been sitting here for a year. I wouldn't have fucking known what to do. <laughs> like, uh, and maybe that's part of the game. Maybe it is about working with the community and trying to figure it out. Um, 
but that's just not how I'm playing it. And I still really dig the yeah. when you finish a level, it shows you every like other people that have finished it and how they've sold it. And it's really cool to see those different designs of how uh, people have solved or solved that puzzle. Uh, I think that's that's awesome. I've got some uh, really funny videos of things that have happened while I've been trying to play this game and just you know things not working properly. Um, and then you can also go back and replay your levels because it kind of grades you on. Uh, your budget um, how much like how much money you've spent you won't kind of be under a specific budget it grades you on uh, did your bridge break at any point like uh, you know maybe the you were able to solve it but it fell apart in some specific way and so you can go back and replay them and try and check those marks off and uh, do it that way so I've done a couple of them where uh, maybe the bridge broke at some stage and I've tried to go back and um, it does a good job of saving your actual construction and you can go back and then edit them and play around with the pieces, which is really cool. So I thought I was going to have to start it again from scratch, but no, it, it actually remembers everything. So that's that's really handy. Um, and then it looks like there's there's a bunch of campaign stuff on there. Like I talked about last week, there's workshops. You can sort of create your own levels and uh, it looks like it's really got a really cool community around it. So I'm having fun with it. I just wish the uh, the pacing and the tutorials were a lot better than what they've got in there. Because at the end of the day, if I get stuck, I'm kind of just getting to a point where I'll watch the first sort of five seconds of video and be like, oh, okay, this is my starting point. And then if I can't figure it out from there, I'll go watch the whole thing and be like, I, okay, that is, that is never insane. Never would have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that solution is bonkers. But I've definitely learned a lot playing it in terms of uh, I've gotten a lot better. It just seems like it doesn't, it definitely doesn't hold your hand at all, this game. Um, yeah. But I'm digging it. I'm, I'm still playing it and uh, spending some some time in there. So that's cool. Polybridge 2, it's out now. Uh, just released very recently, within the last couple of weeks. Uh, what else we got cool. here? Do you want to take a, take a stab? Me? Me? Yeah. GTFO? Let's do it. We can do that. Uh, Let's do GTFO. So, uh, yeah, played some more GTFO. Uh, got, managed to get a four stack together. Um, me, Nate, uh, G-Man, and um, Costa from OzGamers. Sure. We are all playing together. And uh, it was interesting. Uh I think we've got a pretty good idea of how the game is supposed to work now, and we certainly didn't before, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is, I suppose, important. You know, like, uh, we, I think, because we only got to do that one level when we played with the devs, and they talked us through, I guess, how the game worked, but not really the philosophy of the game. And I I guess now I, I better understand it. Cause we, so we did the level that we did with the devs and we pissed it in. It was fucking, uh, I wouldn't say it's easy. I don't think there's anything easy in GTFO, but uh, it, uh, we didn't get fucking deep dicked uh, like we did when we played with the devs. And I think the devs were deliberately, you know, uh, like, you know, I, there was certainly some lag issues that didn't help. But I think they were deliberately not telling us what to do to give us the experience of discovery. Um, and so having discovered what we needed to do, we got through it. Uh, yeah, when I say it was easy, I mean, yeah, 
we finished the level with fucking only one of us still alive. So uh, it was like it wasn't. Oh yeah, fucking don't worry about it. We got this fucking. We'll just shit this in. No, that wasn't it. Uh, what I mean is more. Uh, uh, we could have failed, uh, and we didn't fail, and it's because we knew what we were doing. Uh, the second level, we didn't know what we were doing, and it was a fucking cock punch. Oh, my God. I mean, we had fun, but, uh, yeah, it was... Woo! Holy shit. Uh, it took fucking ages. I think it took 90 minutes, and, like, a solid... A solid half an hour of that was us having no idea where we were supposed to go. And I think it was like the reason we didn't know where we were supposed to go. So if you didn't listen last week, uh, GTFO is a uh, it's a first person horror co-op horror um, heist game, I guess is the best way to describe it. You, you're sneaking in, you're grabbing what you need, and then you're, you're ideally sneaking back out you're well you're certainly getting back out you're getting the fuck out <laughs> um it's got you know it's a shooter so it's got you know shooting um it's i think it's got a good shooting model uh it feels good like what my secondary the secondary i take uh i prefer is the revolver because it's uh like one shot headshot uh on everything except for the giant motherfuckers um so as long as you hit your headshots and they've got pretty big heads, so it's not that hard to hit your headshots. Um, as long as you hit your headshots, they'll fucking drop in one shot. And cause ammo management is such a fucking critical thing in, uh, in this game. It's, it's like very good to have something that allows you to, uh, I guess. Yeah. Make sure you can get some kills, even if you've only got, uh, like you know, generally, I like for me six six shots with the revolver is five kills. I'd love to say it was six kills, but fucking you know what I'm like, I always miss one. Um, so yeah, like going through with the revolver, it's got a good shooting model. You go through, you get the object that you need, and there's a lot of communication required uh, between players as they go through the fucking uh, levels. You know, like you've got these terminals and you need to like find where objects are. So we like, we wound up having to take notes in the second level, like actual fucking physical outside of the game notes. Um, so that we, we could remember what we were looking for. We needed to find these four power cells and then take them back to a central room. But the trick was, and this is a trick that we didn't work out until far too late. Uh, the trick was, when you installed one power cell, I guess mild spoilers for the second level of fucking GTFO, but uh, like if anyone's listening and they play a lot of GTFO, they might be listening and be like, this is so fucking obvious. You guys are fucking dipshits. But uh, yeah, the, when you put one power cell in, it reduces the fog in the level. And so it like by doing that, it uh, sort of passively guides where you can go. Right. Essentially, you can't you can't go to any of the four uh, power cells at once. Like you can't just go for the fourth power cell immediately. You have to sort of you have to go in order because this they're gated by this fog. 
And the fog does a, like it restricts you from exploring certain areas by giving you this infection, and the infection uh, like sort of impacts your vision, but also it uh it like hurts you, like it damages you. It'll damage you, and yeah, essentially, like I got fogged enough that I spent I would say fucking fifty percent of that run at fifteen percent health, mm. which is a one shot. Uh, you are one shot away from death. You will auto-regenerate back up to 15. Um, normally, without infection, I think you auto-generate back up to 20. Uh, but yeah, like, still, it, it is, it's a very tense situation. Uh, you know you're going to be, yeah, in a, in a bit of trouble uh, if, if you guys don't hit your fucking hammer shots and, and stealth your way through situations. So yeah. It's uh, it was a little bit hairy, but we got through it anyway. And uh, yeah, we were going through cell by cell. The problem we had was we couldn't find. So we sort of semi worked this out, but we got to this one point where we couldn't find the third power cell. And our our I guess we reasoned that we must have to go down into the fog, open a door. And then there would be a like a slight raise out of the fog once we we're through the door. Like our, our figure, we figured you had to cop some fog damage. As far as I can tell, the levels are constructed in a way where you never have to. Like now, knowing now, there is no way that you have to cop fog damage at any time. And uh, yeah, but we didn't know that at the time, and so we all copped fog damage which was not great uh and then we realized it couldn't be further in because you can't see in the fog at all like you, your visibility is reduced to about fucking two meters in front of you which is not good uh in a game where uh you want to be like crouch walking very slowly to not fucking alert anything so we had to like search this fucking level eventually we found this one door that we hadn't been to and uh, that led to the third cell. And then we could go to the fourth cell. But then we got fucking stitched up on the fourth cell because Costa and fucking G-Man, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Definitely trolling. I feel like they were trolling. They were like, oh, I can't carry the power cell up the ladder. What are we supposed to do? And because uh, I'd never tried to carry a power cell up a ladder, I just sort of believed them. And they're like, oh, I guess we've got to go find you know, another way around. So they, and like the location of this four cell, it was like littered with these super hairy, scary fucking bosses, like boss, like scary giant guys. Like it was just not somewhere you wanted to spend any time. We got in and we got the fucking power cell and we snuck the fuck back out again, back to the ladder. And then they're like, oh yeah, we can't. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know what to do. And so they fucking, like walked through the rest of it. I went up the top and tried to find some other route from the other side because I figured that would be marginally easier and I wouldn't have to deal with the the fog because when you're in the fog, uh, it negates your regen. So uh, I was at 15%, but the fog hurts you and negates your regen. So if I spent any time in the fog, I'd drop below 15%. Uh, so I could only spend about fucking, I don't know, 15 seconds in the fog. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I would die, which not ideal. So uh, yeah, I went back up the top and tried to find another 
way around and then I climbed down the ladder when they they got back to the ladder and they're like there's no fucking other way like they cleared out that bottom area they're like there's no fucking way uh and so yeah they uh they put the thing down I grabbed it and immediately climbed up the fucking ladder and that was it and then we died trying on on the escape at I think it was like 94% like we were right there and the reason we didn't live, and I think more of us would have lived through this one than the fucking first one. The reason we didn't live was because they'd all taken a fucking bunch of fucking fog damage uh, down the bottom. And yeah, they, they didn't have like enough health left. If, they, if they'd all been at fucking 100% health like they were when they first went down there, oh, we would have won. I'm so fucking grumpy about it. Anyway, all I had to do was climb a fucking ladder. Anyway, yeah, I um, so I got a key for it, but no one's played yet, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess we need a right. We still need a fourth, right? Yeah, um, there's a couple of people with it, so um, I'm sure we can get a fourth. Uh, Steve Wright said he'd be down to to play with us. Uh, from Survivor, that'd be cool. Um, and yeah. I know Kleb's got it, so uh, yeah, we'll, uh, there's a couple of people we can try and rope in as a fourth. Yeah. Play some GTFO. I uh, just need to need the timing to line up. Yeah, that's all. But uh, yeah, oh, coffee delivering. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that was GTFO. I mean, it's fun. Like it's it's fun in a way that uh, that makes sense beyond you know the the pure co-op games are fun thing, um, and like it, it it's compelling. And you know, I think I was saying it last week. Uh, I I wonder if it's too difficult, too challenging. Um, I think the you know reframing it as a, a puzzle that you need to solve, each level being a puzzle you need to solve, and then uh, mastery being the you know the objective to complete the level. I think that works, and the fact that we like just straight up potatoed on the fucking solve of this puzzle repeatedly, but still could have actually gotten through it, uh, like still came just inches away from fucking succeeding at it. I think that to me uh, indicates that it's not too difficult. It's just, it's definitely challenging, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Cool. Uh, yeah. GTFO. Right. Cool. Um, hard space shipbreaker. Have you heard of this? Uh, I have. I was very close to grabbing it, but I, didn't. I have not. I did not. And I don't know where this game came from. Um, but it released on early access right. yesterday, and I saw an article on it. I read the article, and I wasn't sure still. And then I watched a video, and I was like, okay, I got to check this out. Uh, I watched like a minute of a video. Um, basically, you play as a. It's a first-person game. Um, you play as like a like a junkyard sci-fi space salvager. Um, so it's set in space in zero G and um, the gameplay is around your sort of your salvage yard is a furnace, a, uh, a, uh, a processor. There is uh, like a giant space net as well. 
and in the middle of it is a spaceship and they basically um you disassemble spaceships that is your job <laughs> and uh you get new um new equipment you start off with like a uh, some basic tools which are a grappler which you can use to grab items and uh, you can use them to push items around and the second item you get is like a like a, a heat like a welding blade type thing um, but it disassembles things so you can aim and point it at certain objects and it'll like heat them up and disintegrate them and so the ships themselves uh, are like built up into all these different pieces and you go in and you pull them apart and you have to shoot the objects of the spaceship into their certain uh like whether or not this this needs to go on the furnace or this one needs to go on the processor and so you do stuff like that um as you progress through the level and it's just comes down to disassembling the spaceship but the spaceships themselves have different types of materials and um sometimes they've got hazards in them and so you'll you have to get into the spaceship sometimes and be like all right well there's an airlock and so you open the airlock you go into the airlock you depressurize and then you go into the spaceship and you can't just start like disassembling the spaceship because if you do that it'll like without depressurizing it first it'll just explode and so you've got to go into the spaceship and figure out all right how do i stop that from happening so then you have to depressurize the inside of the spaceships and so you've got to look around for the, for the actual um the wall component that does that and then you've got to make sure that like there's nothing else that's pressurized in there and so once you depressurize the spaceship you can then go and open uh, that airlock again and then on, and then you can start taking bits and pieces out of the spaceship or like on the outside of it there might be um it's thrusters and you can start like disassembling them really uh quickly and then throwing them into where they need to be um and then taking off parts of the wall of the spaceship and making sure that you don't like none of the electrical equipment is still going you know you might have to power down certain parts of the spaceship or um like disassemble the fuel tanks and make sure they don't explode and there's all these different like hazards in the spaceship that you need to sort of pull this thing apart in the right order without it just blowing up in your face or causing you damage um and it's just really like man I, i'm having a lot of fun with it it's ridiculously fun um there's all these other things you have to manage like your fuel tank your oxygen tank um how much is sort of in these these uh gadgets that you've got like you have to go back and um re refuel them sometimes maybe there's uh, there's like a tether you can shoot and you've only got a certain amount of tethers that you can tether to objects and you might run out of them um so you have to go resupply those things uh th yeah there's you might have to uh repair your spacesuit if you take any damage from any of the environmental hazards that are there there's just all these different things you sort of have to manage as you're pulling your spaceship apart and you've got objectives to do as well sometimes it could be really basic like you've got to salvage um 10 items of furniture and other times it could be like you've got to uh take apart like the core uh flight component of the computer or something like that and that that requires a bit more um i don't know like you need to be a bit more careful about that because it could explode in your face if you take too long or you don't want to bump it against anything and all these different like objectives that you need to do and when you complete them that's when you get points that you can spend to unlock new um new gear or uh, new ways of uh, these gadgets of operating like it could be something simple of like oh um, 
this particular grapple now has uh it's got more force so now you can push things a lot further and quicker um so there, there's yeah there's a whole skill tree system sort of like upgrade tree system there's different types of uh, like a sensors for your helmet so you can actually switch between your normal view to like a deep scan view and be like you can sort of see into the walls and be like oh here are the joints in the actual spaceship and you have to dismantle those parts first or here are the subsystems of the spaceship and you know if you're looking for the the the, the thing that'll depressurizes the ship like oh whereabouts is that i need to find it you can sort of flick through these different sensors and and um and find it and i've just you know i've played like seven hours of this so far and it's I'm just having so much fun with it. It's very like chilled and relaxed, <laughs> even though that there's yeah. um, like a timer. And that's maybe the one thing that I'm not sure about the game so far is that uh, there's like this 15 minute timer where um, it's kind of forcing you as like a day shift. So you've got 15 minutes to pull this thing apart and then you go back into your, your hub and then you can uh, spend your points and then come back out and start dismantling that ship again. Um, or you can get a new ship sent in and like dismantle that one instead. Um, so I don't actually know how the timer affects your progress, but I just, it'd, it'd be cool if there was an option to be like, oh, I don't really want a timer in there. There is definitely a free play, which which removes that, but maybe it needs to be increased a little bit on the campaign. So maybe like a 20 right. minute, because I just don't know. I, like, I don't like being forced, like rushed. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I think it needs something in there to kind of not just have you dismantle a whole ship and like fucking take your time. Um, right. So yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of weird balance. I feel like I need to play more of it to kind of get an idea of does that timer need to be extended or does it even need to be there at all? But uh, it's not causing yeah. major issues for me at this stage. I'm just wondering, like, oh, does it need to be there, or you know, is it kind of just hindering my fun? Uh, more fun yeah. of what the game could be had so um and it's got like an interesting premise of like you're you're sort of in debt of like a billion dollars and you salvaging all these parts is uh is is giving like you give money back to the space corporation that's like, sort of like hired you as this this blue collar worker um but then you like you transfer your funds at the end of the shift and it's like oh here's how much money you made but at the same time uh, you owe us interest and all this other stuff. So like you've made a million dollars, but they've taken like six, <laughs> like six hundred thousand away, and so you've only made four hundred thousand um, into your like million dollar debt. So it's kind of doing some fun yeah. stuff with that. But yeah, man, I, I I I'm really digging it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's it's so cool to just have this giant spaceship in front of you, and then dismantling it like part by part and seeing. It. And, and like learning how to do it so the next time that similar type of space station comes along spaceship yeah. you're like oh cool i know what i'm doing first i'm gonna take away the engines and then i'm gonna go work on the airlocks and i'm gonna take these walls apart and that'll let me get the seats really easily and then i'll throw them into the net and like at the end of it like I, at the end of a day i can have a whole ship just completely gone from um from like having a whole ship there just completely wiped out and it's just so satisfying learning how to take that thing apart so quickly um so yeah i'm i'm digging that game a lot it's it's still early access they've got act one in there at the moment um right they're saying there's gonna have three acts over 40 hours of campaign in there um there's a bunch of different types of ships 
that it kind of throws at you. There's unlocks and um, different types of, of gear and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. I, I dig it a lot. Um, they're going to have like a leaderboard system in there for people that can, I don't know, like do a time sort of trial against others and see who can dismantle ships yeah. quicker. But I'm digging this game. It's, it's really cool. It's such a cool concept. Like something so unique and interesting that I'm having a, a blast with. I, I dig it a lot. <laughs> it's so fun. Should I check it out now or wait for it to progress through early access a bit more? I think it's it's a seems to be in a good spot at this stage. I, like I don't know what yep. their plans are going forward in terms of more content. If it's like more ships and more interesting ways of um, dismantling that stuff, but like yeah. I yeah, like I said, I've put seven hours into it already, and I'm I'm having fun with it. Like if if they've already got. Uh, they're saying it's 15 hours of content in there already. I'm halfway through, which seems about right. And if they're going to get to 40 mm. hours, like, yeah, that seems pretty nuts to me. Um, but hopefully it means that there's going to be more like interesting ways of dealing with hazards or different ways of dismantling some of these ships because if it's just sort of 40 hours of what doing what I'm doing at the moment, uh, that could get a bit yeah. tedious. But it seems like there's a good skill tree there um, that you can unlock extra stuff, right. so... Yeah, I um, and it's on sale at the moment as well. For I think it's twenty percent off. I picked it up for yeah, twenty percent off. So it's cool. a twenty twenty dollar US game. Um, and it's a very positive rating at the moment. And there's a bunch of people playing it. I checked before. There's like seven thousand people currently playing it. So it seems yeah. to be doing pretty well. Um, I don't know. I just it, it reminds me a lot of like like a visceral cleanup detail where you kind of in this spaceship, you like clean and stuff and it's kind of gimmicky and funny. Um, whereas this is like, here's a spaceship. You have to pull it apart and it's, I, I don't know. It's just um, yeah. such a really interesting, unique game that I'm not, I don't think I've played anything like this before that I can think of. So yeah. Mm. Cool. I would. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've, been, I've been following it for a little while and uh, yeah, it definitely looked like, something I'd want to check out. But when I saw it was early access and I saw a couple of people say it's quite early access, I was like, ah, okay, I'll wait it yeah, out. Yeah, right. I don't know how, um, like a, I don't know, it feels pretty good to me at the moment. Uh, it's not like I'm running into weird bugs or anything or dying randomly. Like I haven't any of that. It feels feels pretty awesome. So um I haven't looked at any of the negative reviews yet, so maybe I should do that and see what sort of people are saying. But I'm, uh, I'm immensely surprised by what this game is. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So it's called um, Space. Sorry, Hard Space Shipbreaker. It's not the best hmm. name. It's. I think Shipbreaker could have been fine. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, but oh. Yeah. Um, shall we do, let's do Superland Crash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Superland Crash is the DLC for, um, Superland, I guess, which is a game that I talked about fucking yonks ago. Uh, it's one of, was like my surprise hit of, uh, whatever year it came out. <laughs> Fucking whenever that was, I don't fucking know. Um, let's let's see if Steam can help me with, out with this. Last year, 
I couldn't tell if it was last year or 2018. Yeah. Anyway, it was my surprise hit for last year. Um, you play this little, uh, I don't know, dude uh, running around uh, a sandbox. And it's a game that, you know, uses uh, perspective very well. You know, everything's... Uh, Every, every, like all the objects you're climbing over are like pencils and stuff. You know, honey, honey I shrunk the kids type thing. And uh, Crash is the first DLC for Superland. Um, yeah, it's uh, certainly, I, I do not, like it doesn't rival Superland in its complexity and depth. Um, Superland, I think, took me about 20 hours to finish and Crash took me about... 10 hours to finish um so it's dlc in, in that sense i got it i don't know how much it costs or when it comes out uh, i got it because i backed superland to you on kickstarter and so they they gave everyone who did that uh early access to the dlc um yeah i uh like i still i superland is in my opinion a game everyone should fucking play i honestly it's it's staggering uh how good that game is um but uh like this isn't on this on the same level it's dlc right like provided it's cheaper than superland then i would recommend it um it's it's just sort of just it takes the concepts and does it again uh like takes the concept and and adds a bunch of new puzzles uh, and um, a couple of new mechanics, sort of, or sort of tweaks some mechanics that you already had in an interesting way. Uh, and I think it's supposed to provide a bridge between Superland and Superland 2, storyline-wise, but I didn't give a fuck about the storyline in Superland, so it didn't really do all that much for me from that perspective. What One thing that I really liked in Superland was the fact that you had this main path that you were going down and you could sequence break like so much shit just using, I guess, clever platforming uh, and uh, like perfect, like almost exploiting the mechanics in ways that seem like I think I talked about this in, in my Ori and the Will of the Wisps review, you know, the, the idea of doing things that you think are outside of the scope of how the game should be played. And in Will of the Wisps, uh, one of the things that I didn't like was how often it felt like that was the correct, like that was the way you were supposed to, like you do this insane sequence of jumps, all of them having to be fucking pixel perfect. And then you would get and like you'd arrive at your location and there'd be some like main path objective there. And you'd be like, holy shit, I was supposed to do that. That was that was a, that was the solve for a puzzle. Meanwhile, you do that in, in Superland, you know, you bounce yourself off a fucking uh, a brick and then you fling yourself like you tether to a piece of wood and fling yourself upwards and then. You jump off a brick while it's in midair, and that is 100% not supposed to be, like, not how it's supposed to happen, uh, but you can do it. And then once you bounced off the brick uh, midair, and then you throw your teleporting ball, 
and throw it directly up and at the ze- like at the zenith the, like the arc, the top of its arc you fucking teleport and then tether and then fling yourself up one more time and you reach something and up the top there will be a coin or something all right and you don't really need coins by the end or anything like that but uh like they can be used uh like they are used as as sort of a collection mechanic you know like instead of flags which bring you nothing coins can be used ultimately to buy you you know the super jump or the super speed or like if you get enough of them like you need a ridiculous amount but if you get enough you can get yeah this uh this crazy thing and so yeah you wind up feeling like you've accomplished something uh you wind up realizing that you did something that nobody should have done but uh but they accounted for it anyway like they accounted for you doing it anyway and crash has uh like almost an entire area like it's got a bunch of achievements tied to it and almost an entire area that you're supposed to go to to like make use of basically the same thing like you can uh there's there's a puzzle area like a hidden area and if you sequence break your way, I use sequence break. I know it's it's not really the correct term, but uh, it, it works. Like if you glitch your way, I, I think glitch to me, I say sequence break because glitch sort of feels to me like, you know, you're, uh, I don't know, clipping through a wall or something. You're not doing that. You are, again, you're like pushing the platform puzzling to the absolute limits of what you should be able to do. Um, but if you do that, you can get out on top of this hidden area and that leads to a even more hidden area that has a whole bunch of extra shit in it. And I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, it's a bit of a crotch punch when you complete it all because uh, it leads to something that is completely fucking useless. And uh, I, I felt annoyingly useless, but there's not much you can do about it. Um, it's still like good for the fact that you like it's, it is chockers with these puzzles where you need to be at the top of your fucking game in terms of platforming in Superland. So like, it's good for that, for it's sort of like a, you know, okay. It's yeah. It's one of those, you know, bonus levels that you see in games where, you had to be only the very best would be able to complete it. And uh, yeah, so I wound up yeah going through that and I thought that was really fucking cool. Ultimately, I think Crash is very good. I think it doesn't do a, like anywhere near as good a job as at, as Superland did at the breadcrumbing because uh, Superland did a spectacular job of making you feel like you're always vaguely heading in the right direction and there were a number of times playing crash there, there there's a you know this i don't know this vague feeling i got in crash that i was uh i don't know that the the play time you know maybe i only actually played for nine hours and i spent an hour just sort of twisting in the wind trying to work out where the fuck i was supposed to go next you know like it halfway you know it's vague enough that it artificially extended the playtime mm. if that makes sense yeah. i don't think it was a deliberate thing i think yeah they just don't 
guy. I think they assume you've still got all of your knowledge from playing Superland. You've just finished Superland or whatever. Whereas, like, but the truth is I haven't played Superland in fucking ages. So, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, like, I really enjoyed it. I found myself playing the fuck out of it. Uh, I played a while hungover. I think I got motion sickness. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Like, holy shit. That game gave me motion sickness. It was fucking crazy. I was full going to spew. But then I went and had some more beers. So, yeah. And things look good. That fixed everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything was good. Uh, um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, Superland. Nice. It's on my Get wish list, it. but it hasn't gone on sale. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Interesting. Maybe they'll chuck it on sale when they release this DLC or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, okay, two more games here. Um, let's talk about Rainbow Six Siege first. Okay. Uh, me and Nate have been playing Rainbow Six Siege. Um, we're doing some work around the new Steel Wave. Uh, but yeah, we were playing yesterday. Uh, I'll tell you what, the best thing, I don't know when they added it, but the best thing about Rainbow Six Siege is the ability to press tab and then uh, mute everyone else in the fucking in the the voice chat and the text chat holy shit yeah. it's the greatest you just never have to listen to any motherfucker again i love it to bits that's fantastic um yeah because jesus christ people are fucking cunts they're such cunts uh i like i got tk'd because i picked malusi i cannot believe that still happens are you serious like, get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. Fuck that shit. Um, and, yeah, like, I reported them, but nothing happened. Mm. Like, it, well, it doesn't happen immediately. And, they like, they were a two-stack, so uh, I couldn't, like, fucking... We couldn't vote to kick them. They were trying to vote to kick me, but fortunately I was playing with Nate, so it couldn't... It didn't go through. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege, the worst thing about it is everyone who fucking plays Rainbow Six Siege, I guess. Um, but no, like, actually, that's 100% unfair. We had actually some really fucking good games and people were largely really positive. I had one dude, like, losing his shit because I used I used the Malusi. So there's two new operators, Malusi and Ace. Uh, Ace has uh, is a new hard breacher, slightly use less useful than Thermite and... Uh, and Habana, because he's got like less range than Habana, and it takes longer than Thermite to to trigger. So it's a bit easier. Like you can't bandit trick it, but you've got other options. You can impact trick it and, and a bunch of things uh, to destroy it. So and because it takes longer to to complete, um, yeah, it's uh, more like it's vulnerable for longer. Yeah. So you wind up like if you can. If you can destroy it before it gets its second blip off, uh, they need to use another one, which is annoying. If if you can't, like if they it gets two blips off, then um, that's enough. It it works, like it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, if it gets it only one, it's useless. It's just a mirror hole, basically. 
Uh, and Malusi has this uh, banshee. She, she puts it down and like, lets off this... It slows you down like you're moving through barbed wire if you're being zapped by uh, Clash. And uh, yeah, this dude was losing his fucking mind because I put the banshee down just outside the entrance and uh, there was only one person like it was a one-on-one and uh, as soon as the as soon as the enemy moved in you could hear it and I could like pick like I picked my moment like that I picked and when I peeked out they were going over to destroy the Malusi so I fucking blapped them and this dude thought it was the fucking the tits like he just thought it was the fucking best thing he'd ever seen um, so yeah, you know, there were like, there were teammates who were encouraging and stuff. Uh, but yeah, fucking hell, just people be fuckheads. It's just, uh, why, why do you gotta be cunts? You know, can't you just be fucking cool like me? Um, like I'm a cunt, but I'm, I, I restrict my being, my cuntiness to like just my own chat or, you know, usually my brain, but sometimes to anyone who's in Discord with me. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Long story short, uh, I really like the, the, like we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when we did the previous session. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the house rework. Um, I think Malusi is going to be Insta pick or maybe Insta ban even. She's crazy. She's fucking amazing. Uh, she's such a big deal. Um, and yeah, like, she she slows down attackers a lot, so it's going to be challenging for for teams to deal with that. Um, I think Ace is going to change things up a bit because, like he he is still a viable hard breacher. I find Maverick is useful as a hard breacher, yeah. right? But uh, but it takes so long to actually accomplish the breach with Maverick tool that it's like, it, it like makes the player vulnerable for fucking ages. And I think that makes it a little bit less useful. He's got like, I think his utility is more as a secondary hard breacher. And I think the introduced introduction of ACE relegates him to tertiary hard breacher. So you've got two, main hard breaches in Habana and Thermite and then you've got Ace as a sort of secondary and now Maverick is specifically like a specific use situation where you know you try you pop a hole in a reinforce you can shoot through it you can drop a grenade through to destroy anything on the other side provided it doesn't get fuck uh like zapped but if you can shoot the um the Jaegers then yeah, you, you're free to do that, and it that that's pretty fucking huge. So Maverick definitely has his uses, but he's situational, whereas Ace is sort of just a slightly worse Habana. Right. And I think that's that's pretty good because it means that uh, I remember back over at Tokenami, they were like full banning the hard breaches, and it changed the landscape of maps uh, i think it was on uh, i want to say clubhouse they were banned like full full banning hard breaches and it really altered how attacking teams had to approach uh but if if it's not full banned 
like you can't full ban basically you can't full ban hard breach anymore um so yeah i think that's that's a pretty big deal so i think that'll be pretty interesting as well but uh yeah anyway um that's about it nice yeah yep um siege still waves out now uh if you've got the year pass uh then you can play as the new operators and if you don't then you gotta wait a week week but that's not a big deal uh you'll still see him in action and you can definitely uh synergize with him and stuff and you can play house the house rework right now so yep awesome yeah yep cool um, what's up? Um, Warzone. Warzone. We jumped in for some Warzone last night. Yeah, uh, it's the first time I played since the giant update. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I mean, apart from that first game that was warping like fucking crazy, that is the worst lag I've ever seen. That server was broken. Where a game. Yeah. This, it's seriously the worst lag I've ever seen in a game that was still quote-unquote functional like that was fucking woeful i've never seen anything like it like you could it was like matrix shit like you because it was during like it was happening even during the fucking pre-round and i had a grenade launcher as a secondary and every time i'd like launch a grenade it had like the the server would hang and so you just had this explosion next to a person it was like some fucking <laughs> matrix shit yeah. Yeah. like that was cool not so cool when we're actually trying to fucking not die. Yeah, I, I uh, a, um, we we were in a fight and I shot a rocket launcher RPG at a uh, mm. at the truck right in front of the house, and then I backed mm. up, and the rocket was like in midair, it's just sitting at the window, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you just see the rocket, the actual projectile. Um, yep. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, cool. like. I mean, it's it's cool that there's an actual projectile, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, man. That was fucking rough. Uh, but we we did get to witness the um, the most wanted. I've, I'd never seen the most wanted bounty. Mm. Like, I'd never used it before. Uh, and uh, we picked one up, like, because we died. We, we lagged our way into a firefight. Uh, and, uh, then when the lag stopped, I was down and then, uh, I think you got down in the same fucking lag spurt. Uh, and then I think they finished you and they came for the finish on me and Nate and I'm like, like Nate gets me back up and they've warped past us. Mm. And one of them is standing like literally three meters away, but not facing us. And, uh, and we go to like, Nate gets me back up. So gets me back up in the sense that we lag and I go from down to suddenly up and standing yeah. with the gun in my hands. And then, uh, yeah, they like lag right next to us and then they lag past us and then the server catches up with it, I guess. And yeah, I down one, but they like were surrounding us and it was just fucking cooked. Yeah, um, yeah it was dumb. That was so dumb. Oh, my God. But, uh, no, we got the most wanted thing, and it was pretty fucking cool. Um, like, you've got three minutes, and whoever picked it up is tagged on the map, and we needed stuff. 
So it was, I don't know, semi-idiotic to grab it, but then a fucking loadout drop dropped next to us. So we just sort of, we went into a house and like, I think three teams must have rolled in because yeah. there was definitely, there's that team that drove in, there was the team that came in from the north, and then there was the team that came in from where we'd landed, Damn. right? Yeah. yeah, at the dam. And so they all just fucking converged on us and they all fought downstairs and uh, and we would have gotten out with it, uh, get, gotten away with it. Like we had our shields at the top of the fucking stairs in this house and we we're just stalling. Uh, I, like I was, I thought it was fucking hilarious. As the counter, like as the seconds were counting down, we had like 10 seconds left. And uh, this dude was trying to come up the stairs and I just kept, I threw a thermite at the top of the stairs and he went back down and threw another fucking thermite. And then it was like two seconds left and I had a gas grenade back up. So I just gas grenaded the fucking stairs and we fucking succeeded. And uh, yeah, that was some dirty shit. But uh, <laughs> it worked. If it works, it works. And um, yeah, after that, uh, yeah, uh, I went for the, f- like, to just go finish the fucking fight. And I got two fucking downs. Uh, down two people, like, jumped out the fucking window. Down two people. Uh, and then the lagging started again, and ah, oh, it just felt fucking awful. Uh, and then like it had stopped for a second, like so they came back upstairs, right? They came upstairs, and down you is uh, like he lagged his way upstairs because he lagged his way past me to get to the stairs. Oh, so fucking aggravating, man. But uh, yeah, after that, um, I think Nate was the only one left alive. Hmm. And he lagged his way into the circle, right? Yeah. Uh, just just lagged his way into the circle, and uh, he killed the killed the last guy out of the three teams that came to kill us. Um, so we won that fight, which was fucking amazing. Um, and then he got run on by a team. He had his shield out. They were trying to get around him for the execution, but he managed to. Lag his way into thermiting one of them, which was spectacular. <laughs> they ran past him because they lagged. <laughs> they lagged, yeah. Oh my god, it was such a bad fucking server. Yeah, yeah, but it was just that anyway. One. The next game was like, if it had done it again in the next game, I probably would have fucking quit yeah, it was, it Warzone was for a patch, I think. But uh, yeah, uh, but no, that's not what happened. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, we just uh. Played another round. It was uh, it was good fun. I thought. Yeah, we, um, we got the new um, uh, the new contract drop, which is like a random one where once you complete uh, a contract, there's a chance that you get this new uh, contraband contract. And hmm. what that is, um, it basically spawns after you complete it. You pick it up, and then there's like a helicopter it's extraction point, and then so you have to escort the player that picked it up to the extraction point. You call in a helicopter. The helicopter comes, and then you need to deposit the um, the drop on the helicopter. And then once you do that, I think everybody gets like a a new blueprint. That's is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all got a new blueprint. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's certainly a different way to approach that shit. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, we did it off the back of a most wanted, right? Where, but there was nobody, there was nobody fucking for miles from us. So there was this was on a redrop again. We uh, we did a most wanted, uh, and we were at the TV station. We just camped the fucking camped on the roof. Yeah, there's only one way. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Yeah, 
Uh, there's only that ladder, and uh, it worked very well. Uh, and then uh, while we were trying to escape, we were just outside the circle while we were trying to get back in the circle. Um, yeah, me and Nate both attempted to end a fucking team by shooting them through a wire fence where you could, and apparently bullets can't go through wire fences anymore. So we didn't do any fucking damage at all, uh, which was very upsetting. And uh, yeah, so we uh, we had to sort of just deal with that, I guess. Um, I, was, I was so mad about that. So we got downed and then I think two more teams came and jumped. Like we got fourth partied yeah, cause, on the end there. So Because we were running that most wanted thing. Everyone was yeah, so, so they're still around. We camped the ladder, but we hadn't really created a uh, a way out for ourselves. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, and yeah, we you know died. Um, we we dropped back in again. We landed at fucking lumberyard, right? Yeah, that's where we got the next most wanted. And then you got a fucking um, yeah, you got that extra contract contract, and we went went and got it. Yep. Then I drove into a fucking tree and we died. <laughs> you drove into a tree and we got uh, we got jumped on by a team and they threw. I watched the replay back. Um, yeah, the, the kill cam and they could definitely hear us coming. And the guy like throws a uh, C four out at us. It doesn't kill us, but yeah, it, like gets me and Nate low enough. And then the others are just shooting us. So yeah, yeah, we, we end up getting knocked out. Um, yep. Just like you know. There just happened to be a team there. We drove through them and through the Yeah, tree. that's always the always the risk. Yeah, driving through trees. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, um, we, we got to see, I think, one of the new events. They've got these uh, rare events that happen during the game. Uh, there's jailbreak, which means that everybody that's been eliminated that's still in the game uh, gets put back in, so they get dropped back in, so you don't have to wait for a gulag match. Uh, there's a fire sale mm-hmm. which puts everything on the buy stations at an extremely discounted price and then there's supply chopper which i haven't seen yet but it brings in a, a armored helicopter uh, with a bunch of health you shoot it down and then it gives you some high tier loot things like three uavs armor boxes munition boxes gas masks grenade launchers bunch of cash um and that sort of stuff so uh, i've only seen the the uh, file sa- uh, fire sale, I think, at the moment. The other two I haven't seen yet, but um, yeah, right. Yeah, it seems like cool events because I think we were playing and the fire that's sale a, happened. It's a good we idea. We <laughs> just didn't have anything. I don't know. Nah, it wasn't really. Yeah, yeah. a good time um, for us. Uh, and was that what? What was the game? Oh, we had one more game where we uh, looped our way up through prison, right? Yep. That, that was a pretty good one. While we had a Most Wanted, we looped our way in through prison. There were two teams in prison and none of them tried to get us, which was, I thought, a little bit weird. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, we managed to wipe the team on the on the fucking exit. We, uh, for us? we only got... Yeah, they were waiting for us to... Like, they knew we were in, but um, we were waiting for them as well. So, uh, yeah. Anyway... Ah, uh, that was a pretty good one. We got second in that one. Uh, I just got lasered at the end. Yeah, by yeah. Some dude. He, I uh, watched it back, and uh, we were standing <laughs> out the open, like because we were in high ground and they were low. All you yeah. could see is just fucking yeah. bodies in the sky. Like you could easily see it. So I just got. Uh, yeah, right. And, yeah, 
like, like pretty hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that was fun. Cool. I some good updates. Uh, some good updates. Yeah. I hope I hope they make some map changes or something soon because it has been a while and they haven't really touched the map at all. They're just adding a bunch of new gameplay elements. So yeah, Let's see what happens. They do. I do think they need to make some changes to the to the map and stuff. I think it's about time to update the map and make some make it play a little bit different. Yeah, I I like I died the other day because. Um, I think I was with some of the other guys, uh, like Skrull and that, and we were running into the circle, and the circle was ending like above a ridge, and we couldn't get above it. It was like a, it was like at the the quarry or something like that, and you, because of the way the vaulting works, you can't vault up those rocks, and so, um, you know, it's not a high jump; it's it's quite small, but we just couldn't vault up them, so we ended up dying to the zone because we couldn't we couldn't actually get up there. Yeah, I think there's just stuff yeah. like that that needs to be changed. Better vaulting system. Let's just, yep, one hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's about it. Just news. Yep. Um, PlayStation stuff we already covered. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons was announced. Um, it leaked, and then EA announced it, and then they showed some uh, in-game engine video from it um it's a star wars dogfighting game i am going to be a little bit hesitant on this one just because of uh i guess the ea's star wars sort of track record um yeah i don't know like i'm excited i'm hoping it's it's what i want but i feel like it's not going to be what so i'm a bit hesitant on that one you know i, I grew up with yeah. the the Star Wars TIE Fighter versus X-Wing and uh, uh, what was it? X-Wing Alliance? Was that what it was called? Something like that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So like those types of games and we don't really see them anymore other than uh, like Chris Roberts' unreleased game. Uh, and I don't think this EA Star Wars game is going to be like that. I think it's going to be a bit more arcadey, sort of similar to the yeah. dogfighting missions that we saw in Battlefront um battlefront games yeah but you know they're saying things they're saying some good things stuff like it'll they're saying the right things you know it'll uh, hot ass fucking controllers and stuff so stick support yeah yeah uh yeah full support for all that stuff so i mean there's there's a chance and it's got vr support um like yeah there's, you know, yeah, my gut, I'm, I'm exactly the same. My gut says it's going to be arcadey, but uh, my hope is it takes itself seriously and uh, and doesn't, you know, I think um, I think there is a, a trend mm. for these uh, licensed games to underestimate the consumer, underestimate what the consumer will, is, is willing to, to do. Uh, to have an authentic experience and i think if they you know if they just have faith in the consumer in in players they will be pleasantly surprised so my hope is yeah they are they do actually yeah remain faithful in in consumers yeah absolutely yeah um but yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what that is. There's a gameplay reveal event tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what it's like. They're talking about things like 
familiar characters from those universes um showing up obviously wedge is kind of mm. teased in that trailer as well yep. i think i can still hear nate sc- screaming about that trailer i think he's still going at this stage he's very excited yeah but that's because it's star wars <laughs> yeah anyway um yep. so we'll talk about that more next week Wait, next up we've got uh pax australia and pax west has been cancelled uh, but will be mm. replaced by PAX Online, which will, I, th- I think it's September. I wrote September here, but I was 100% sure. But I think it's September it's happening. Um, kind of disappointing, but sort of unexpected. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, yeah, like, yeah, obviously disappointing. Uh, I always leave it to the last second to decide whether or not I'm going, but um, I, you know, I always want to be able to go uh, and see everyone that's the that's the dream um yeah but uh that's just straight up not an option this year and that is a bummer um yeah i uh i don't know Uh, like obviously it's understandable what what can you do Mm. uh it is what it is but hopefully pax online is is good and uh you know, it won't fill the void, but I think maybe it can uh, make up for it a little bit. Uh, I know they're taking panel submissions and stuff. Uh, I I had an idea for a panel that I might submit, uh, but that might be pretty interesting slash entertaining. Uh, I don't really know the f- rules or format of panels or anything at the moment. My idea is uh, whiskey and video games. Mm. Uh, so and... Yeah, yeah. So I just drink whiskey uh, and talk about times you've seen whiskey bottles in video games. That's the entire fucking pitch. Um, mostly just get drunk, talk about games that are fun, Bioshock and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, that's my and Red Dead. We can talk about Red Dead. There's whiskey and Red, Red Dead. Uh, yeah, uh, Half Life Alex. Um, hey? Half Life Alex. No, that's 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 vodka, jackass. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so yeah. we don't have to talk about shit games. So, yeah, nine-day online event, panels, 24 hours, and uh looks like there's going to be a bit of alternating between, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull this off and what exactly they get because it was going to be a big year with, with new consoles and, and that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's the state of the world right now. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, what do we got else? What else do we have here? Pokemon Snap was announced this morning, today. Nintendo up to their old tricks. Okay, cool. I, I didn't see this, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, not, I got no thoughts one way or the other. I mean, Pokemon Snap, I'd, I'd never really understood what people got out of it. So, uh, But, you know, people, I don't know, people seem to want this. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad they get what they want. Yep. I don't care. Uh, and yep. the, the breaking news, which I just put in here now, is that uh, Xbox posted their new startup sound just moments ago, uh, oh. about 20 minutes ago. So would you like to have a listen to it, Job? Yeah. I can't. Drop me a link. I, I will go to their Xbox Twitter page. Oh, um, okay. Oh, fucking look it up yourself, Jay. Yeah, yeah, look it up yourself. And then what I'll do is I'll I'll pipe it into the um into the 
right. audio feed at some stage, but you're gonna have a listen to it now. Let me know when you're ready. We'll click play. That's it's a little bit underwhelming. There's not much. Not, it's, not much. Is it sort of Jack in the PlayStation Steez? It's got that like that sting at the end that reminds me a lot of the PlayStation, the original PlayStation startup. Yeah. I mean, ignoring the fact that it sounds like it was recorded over a phone. Um, yeah, like, oh uh, yeah, I, don't know, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, Blah. It ain't. It ain't doing. Blah that. is what yeah, I say. I know, I know. It's. It's. It's a, it's a. It's a weird flex. Is what I'll say. A weird flex. It's. It's strange. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I need to listen again later. But I'm just like, oh, that's kind of underwhelming. Not really what I expected it to be. Yep. There you go. There's our breaking news. Yeah. Um, and that's all. That's the news. Unless there's anything else that you can cool. think of that we forgot. But otherwise, we can do some Discord questions. Do you want to have a look at them? Because- All right, let's do it. Yep, let's go. Questions, questions, questions. Fridge Monster Man. Oh, it will be. It is. Uh, hi, Joe. Hi, Luke. How are you? I hope you're well. Bit of follow-up on my barbecue sauce pasta question from a few weeks back. After some experimentation, I think I found a winner. Fry off diced bacon and onions, add a tin of crushed tomatoes, add a jar of pasta sauce, Jesus Christ, uh, add a jar of pasta sauce, handful of sliced pepperoni, a handful of, a couple of handfuls of olives, copious amounts of chili sauce, maybe a tablespoon or two of Worcestershire sauce, uh, mix in cooked spiral or penne pasta, take off heat and stir in a handful of mozzarella cheese and serve. I f- find, where's the fucking barbecue? Where's the barbecue? Am I am I going crazy? Is there no barbecue sauce in this fucking recipe? No, he's made it's it's his own barbecue concoction. Like it's this is his. Barbecue. Oh, he was making his own barbecue. sauce. I thought he was looking for recipes to use barbecue sauce in a dish, not make your own barbecue sauce. I mean, one hundred percent. This makes sense to me. I find the Worcestershire sauce works really well with the chili sauce. If you try it, let me know what you think. And thanks for your advice. See, like, I think, I think, like, as a recipe, it makes sense. Like, if you were trying to, because I think my theory was what you do is probably go for a, um, like, you know, mimic pizza, right? What works well with pizza and barbecue sauce? Where has barbecue sauce been substituted into pizza? I think this is basically... Yeah, this is, you know, a pepperoni with barbecue, like, which is always a fucking, always a good option. Mm. Maybe you go full pizza with it and, like, because I think the Worcestershire, right, uh, sort of adds a little anchovy-style flavor. So if you were to instead, I think, ditch the jar of pasta sauce, go for barbecue sauce instead... Uh, and another tin of crushed tomatoes. Uh, so, and then add some like anchovy paste, or, or if you're up for it, if you're up for big dick in it, 
actual anchovies because anchovy Worcestershire and anchovy it's a lot of salt. Uh, is is well like but they're I think they're based like they're both basically adding the same thing right the concepts of umami you know uh, salty sweet um, and uh, yeah so I think that's what you're getting out of which if you were to add anchovies I think it'd fucking it'd boost it even more or anchovy paste if you've got like an Italian deli near you you can always find anchovy paste it's always pretty good uh, I'm I'm gonna give this a fucking punt. I want to make a fucking barbecue meat lovers pasta. I reckon it's a fucking killer idea. Mm. I'm gonna have to ditch some of it because uh, my wife can't eat pork, so or, or onions as it as it happens. Man, low FODMAP is the ultimate fucking dietary challenge for cooking. But um, we still eat heaps of shit. Uh, I made fucking I made. Beef bulgogi burritos last night, and they worked very fucking well. It was, you know, bulgogi beef, so I used rib meat that I cooked for 24 hours in sous vide uh, in, in like, a Korean marinade. Mm. And then some kimchi, uh, a 63-degree egg, uh, like, just spread out on the fucking burrito. And so you probably don't have to worry about this, Luke, because I'm sure you're fucking, you know, you go to Whole Foods and they've probably got fucking burrito wraps for days and shit but um over here you either make your own burrito wraps uh which is a giant pain in the dick or uh yeah you um you can buy holes now are selling these huge uh flour tortilla style wraps that actually once you like you got to cook them uh for about 20 seconds each side just to warm them up to make them pliable. But you can cook 20 sides, uh, seconds each side. I only find them in the Mexican section uh, at Coles. Uh, but yeah, giants. And they actually, they work real well for making your own burritos. So that's a pro tip for Aussie listeners. Cool. Um, and yeah, like this thing was fucking amazing. The only mistake I made was I used too much rice because we made a fuck ton of rice the other day and we need to finish it all before the weekend so um we were like oh yeah just chuck a bit more rice on there so we can get through it a bit faster but yeah um anyway uh that looks good man i'm I'm definitely gonna give it a shot uh i might make the uh adjustments that i mentioned i might actually sub in uh some chicken go for like a chicken oh yeah chicken pasta uh barbecue chicken barbecue yeah uh, like still basically everything else the same. Um, uh, but yeah, chicken, uh, just cause yeah, I can't do pepperoni is also a pork product, unfortunately. So mm. just stitches me up. Um, about beef. yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, so I could do beef sausage, like go full barbecue meat lovers. Yeah. yeah like the, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get, I'll go that. Nice. Sweet. I'm excited. I'm going to give it a pump. Cool. Thanks for writing in, Fridge Monster Man. I'm glad the experiment continues. Yeah. All right. And that would be our questions. That is. That is it. Um, if you would like to find us on the internet, the podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, uh, YouTube, all the places you get your podcasts from are on there. Um, the Gap, the GA podcast or the Gap podcast, please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It helps other people find it. If you would like to send us any questions like Fridge Monster, did you can email us the ga podcast at gmail.com 
or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, there's a bunch of other channels in there. People were talking about, um, uh, looks like cricket documentaries from the sounds of it between Johnny Bravo mm. and Nate. They're mad. They're mad because I was shitting on baseball, and then we also shit on cricket. Cricket is but just terrible. Fuck baseball and cricket. I noticed that you you didn't say baseball was terrible. Because I've been even to baseball, baseball, and it's usually terrible. pretty good because you drink a lot, and they're trying to hit the ball. We talked about this the other day. I've said this a billion times. Yeah, look, the fact that you get to like drink somewhere doesn't make it good. You can drink somewhere pretty much anywhere, so. That can't be your it's your measure of a good time. That's ridiculous. Okay, we'll see. We'll see about it's, that. You're setting too low a bar. You're setting too low a bar. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Jump on the Discord page. We'll be talking about uh, all sorts of stuff. We can play games with us. Usually happening on there. Uh, you can find us on social media: yeah. Facebook.com/slash/gapodcast, Twitter.com/slash/gapodcast. Go to our YouTube page: gapodcast.com/slash/youtube. Uh, this week I'll chuck up some um, Space Breaker uh, videos and uh, and maybe some Polybridge stuff because I've got some recordings of that. So I'll, I'll cool. do, uh, do a bit of that on there. Um, if you want to also find us on our website, you can go to thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we talked about this week on the show, including uh, any past episodes you might want to check out. You can do that. You can go check out Job's re- review of The Last of Us Part 2. Um, which is very good. And that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast if you'd like to help us out. And we appreciate everyone that does it every month. Helps us pay the bills. Um, anything you'd like to pimp out this week? Obviously, your, your last uh, review is, is up there. Yeah, go have a look at that. Uh, absolutely. Um, and... Uh, yeah, make sure you tune in for our spoiler cast once you're ready to listen, because uh, I think it's going to be a fucking spicy one. Cool. I think it's going to be something pretty interesting. Cool. Because we've got Nate on, and I think it, uh, he's going to bring some heat. He hates games. Yeah. He hates games nearly as much as you. Um, oh, oh, oh here we go. Entirely. If it was called The Last of Us Star Wars, he'd be he'd be in. It'd be 10 for him. Um, if you were running around as a stormtrooper, he'd be so happy. <laughs> yeah he would he'd love it <laughs> all right um you can find me twitter.com slash luke laurie job is joby jojo and yep. i think that is it for this week uh, i'm not sure what we're doing next that's week, it but i'm sure we'll find some games hopefully hopefully we'll have fewer tech problems there's uh the steam summer of gaming or whatever the fuck it's called with all the demos yeah uh, Steam Game Festival Summer Edition. Yeah, so I think there will be a bunch of demos that we can check out at least. So, uh, awesome. And uh, I'm going to try and go through some of the uh, itch bundle for racial equality and justice. Um, check out some of the ones that I haven't played there before. Did you check out Desperados or was that just Nate? Just Nate. I haven't played it yet. I do have it. I haven't played it yet. I'm very keen to, but I haven't had time. It's, it seems like it's very good. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's it. That's yeah. the show. Thanks for listening. See you All next right. week.